The following program is paid for and presented by John DeMassey. The opinions expressed are not those of Town Square Media or station advertisers. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 presents Talk with a Purpose. Join the conversation by calling 609-407-1450. Now, the host of Talk with a Purpose, John DeMassey. Well, it's Seth Grossman. I got conscripted again, and I'll be uh, guest hosting for John from now to 11 o'clock this morning when uh, Joe Yakovich will be returning. Uh, pretty much the same format, except I'll be promoting libertyandprosperity.com as much as I can. I mean, if, if I have to get up this early on a Saturday morning and <laughs> do some preparation, I figured the least I could do is plug libertyandprosperity.com. Now, obviously, since I'm going to be here on the air for the next two hours, uh, I will not be at the li- regular Liberty and Prosperity dot com meeting that we have from 9.30 to 10.30. Actually, it's not a meeting. It's a breakfast discussion. Uh, so I won't be there, but we'll have uh, Paul Klepacki and we'll have Brian Fitzherbert there uh, and uh, Rosemary Martelli, uh, our, our gang of three, to uh, to lead the discussion and, and bring up some events. And we'll also have something very interesting happening. Probably the big news story of the week is what happened in Ocean City, New Jersey, last Wednesday night. Last Wednesday night, the uh, Ocean City School Board, in a 6-5 to decision, adopted the new, uh, I guess, state-recommended sex education guidelines which uh, are, are in many ways really disgusting and disturbing uh, for a whole lot of reasons. But uh, And I don't know the details of them, but I have spoken with some people who do know them. And hopefully two of them will uh, be calling in the program uh, between the 930, uh, between 930 and 1015, uh, namely Sean Highland of the New Jersey uh, Family Policy Council, and Robin Schaefer, uh, who is a uh, uh, an Ocean City resident, has been very active uh, in the school board matters, uh, came very close to getting elected to the school board last year. So the two of them should be calling in sometime between 9.30 and, and 10.15. We'll get the details there. But what I, I would like to go through are, you know, the basics uh, of this uh, uh, the sex education for young children in public schools. And without going into the details, uh, but as a parent, I know that life is complicated enough for children without having to deal with sex uh, before they reach puberty. You know, so uh, there's no real reason in the world for six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven year old boys or girls to be worried about, well, what's my sexuality? What sexual practices are good? What are bad? Am I really a girl if I'm a boy? Am I really a boy if I'm a girl? And how do I get the correct gender? Uh, You know, it's just not only not necessary, but evil, distracting. So why is this happening? Well, it's happening for a couple reasons. And we we talk about this. Um, First of all, of course, you have the, the communists who will use, uh, quote, their words, whatever means are necessary to weaken, divide, and destroy their enemies. And what better way to weaken, divide, and destroy America than by turning children against parents, parents against children, Americans against each other. 
That's a big, big part of it. But there's another part of it, and that is that democracy itself uh, is a very unstable and unsustainable form of government for a number of reasons. But the, um, the, the biggest reason was really articulated by this uh, <clears throat> economist and political scientist called Wilfredo Pareto, P-A-R-E-T-O, back about <clears throat> in the early 1900s, 110 years ago. In his political economy, he explained how in a democracy, <clears throat> the people who, for reasons of either money or power or psychological sickness or whatever, people who want to get something from the government that they're not entitled to will eventually always win. Because if they try real hard to get something, say, to steal a million dollars or get a million dollars worth of benefit from a country with a million people in it, <clears throat> they will fight and work and lie and deceive and bribe people and do everything they can to get that million dollars because if they succeed, they have a million dollars uh, of money or, 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 or the equivalent of money to reward themselves and their friends to get that. But what about those who fight to keep the system honest? If someone's trying to steal a million dollars from the government and you are fighting to keep the system honest, what do you benefit from at the end of the day? And the answer is you only get yourself a dollar. So according to Wilfredo Pareto, it's just a matter of time before the people who want to misuse government will uh, get what they want because they'll be rewarded. And eventually they'll wear down the people trying to keep the system honest. And so democracy will collapse in, in a couple of generations because of that. And, of course, the communists really understand this better than most other people. And so they encourage democracy. And once they have democracy, once they, uh, they, they manipulate the system, uh, they always end up controlling and weakening and destroying the other side and getting what they want. Now, how did America survive for so long if democracy is so unstable, if democracy it can be so easily corrupted? And the short answer is because America was never a democracy. We were a constitutional republic where we had a constitution that defined what the government could do, what the limits of power were, and it's all laid out. If you pick up a constitutional article, one section eight tells you exactly what the federal government is allowed to do. Government could do things that local governments could not do, that states and school districts and you know, voluntary fraternal groups could not do. The federal government has an, the power to regulate commerce between the states, to coin money, to have an army, to have a navy, to have a post office, to, uh, to have copyright laws and patent laws to protect inventors. Uh, to have a system of weights and measures, all these things that local governments can't do, that's what the federal government is allowed to do. And there's actually something called a Tenth Amendment of our Constitution, which says that if the Constitution doesn't specifically give the federal government the power to do something, 
It does not have that power, and that power is reserved for the states and the people. Well, of course, uh, that was when America used to have a constitution, but basically we have not had a constitution in America since about 1943. And 1943 was when President Franklin Roosevelt succeeded in packing the court with political hacks who agreed with him uh, and, uh, and basically made a mockery of that limitation of the Constitution. Because remember I said Article 1, Section 8 of our Constitution gives Congress the power to regulate uh, trade or commerce between the states. But after Roosevelt had held his third term in office and got to basically handpick the Supreme Court with the people he wanted to, that Supreme Court make, made a, a remarkable decision called Wickard versus Filburn, which basically said that uh, you had this farmer who was growing grain on his own land and feeding the grain that he grew on his own land to his own pigs and using the meat from, the, from those pigs to feed his family. So he did not engage in interstate commerce in any way. Uh, none of his commerce actually made it off his farm. But the, uh, the federal government brought charges against that farmer uh, for violating the regulations, the federal regulations of what he was allowed to plant. And so the farmer went in front of the Supreme Court and said, they can't make a law. Congress can't make a law to tell me what I could grow on my own land uh, to feed my own pigs and to feed my own family. Uh, and the Supreme Court ruled, well, uh, you see, uh, you're not engaged in interstate commerce, but you are affecting interstate commerce because if you eat your own food, you're not buying food on the market. And since by not buying food in the market – you are lowering the price of food on the market, so you're affecting interstate commerce. And so Congress has the power to tell you what to grow on your own land. So basically, uh, the Supreme Court under that Roosevelt Court uh, rewrote the Constitution. The Constitution says Congress has the power to regulate commerce between the states. And the Supreme Court rewrote that to say – Congress could make any law that affects commerce between the state, and everything affects commerce between the states. Here I'm sitting in uh, the studios of Northfield breathing, and, and, and my breath is producing carbon dioxide, which is affecting climate throughout the world, you may say. So therefore, Congress can make a law under Wickard versus Coburn to uh, to regulate my breathing, and now you see how we have been working without a constitution uh, all this time. It's about 14 minutes after uh, 9 o'clock, and I'm going to uh, change the format a little bit because I do expect uh, Robin uh, Schaefer to tell us what's going on in Ocean City at about 9.30. So I just want to go over a couple of the top points uh, that concern me. And then uh, I'm going to invite uh, you to call in right now because uh, those of you who are, who are normally used to having me uh, do my rant and, and John DeMassey's rant from uh, 9 o'clock to 9.30, then we open up the calls. But we will be uh, uh, 
changing that uh, slightly. In, 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 in fact, in fact, maybe I, maybe we could actually have a traditional thing because I believe Robin Schaefer is on the phone now. So what I'd like to do, I'd like to get off to a little bit of an early start uh, and, and get to him. But ju- just let me set the table of the main issues before I get to the Ocean City School Board. So uh, I, I want to remind, first of all, everybody that the Richard Summers event uh, sponsored by Liberty and Prosperity is coming up. Uh, Richard Summers was the local hero uh, born in Summers Point, 1778, died in Tripoli, North Africa in 1804. Once the story of Richard Summers and the Barbary Wars uh, were so famous in America that every school child in America knew about Richard Summers and his boyhood friend Stephen Decatur uh, and what they did in Tripoli. But now Richard Summers, of course, is canceled and forgotten. And unlike many other figures, it's not like Richard Summers owned slaves. He didn't own slaves, didn't kill Indians, who we now have to call Native Americans, even though by definition I, Seth Grossman, am a Native American because um, I, I was native means to be born somewhere, and I was born in Atlantic City. So I was born in this country. I'm a Native American. But anyway, Richard Summers uh, did not kill Indians, did not take anybody's land, did not own slaves, did not abuse women, but yet he's canceled and forgotten. Why? Well, here are 10 uh, details of the story that may explain why. If you know the story of Richard Summers, you know that when America won its independence, we completely disbanded and destroyed our army and our navy because we thought if we did not have an army and navy and we did not threaten anybody else, America would live at peace. But guess what? As soon as we got rid of our army and navy, we were attacked by everybody around the world, by the Barbary pirates in North Africa, then the English, then the French, and Americans were not be able to live at peace until we built an army and built a navy. Uh, When we finally built the navy 13 years later, Richard Summers was among the first to join. That's one important fact. The other important fact is the Barbary pirates were not pirates. Uh, They were followers of the prophet Muhammad, who taught them to make war on all non-believers, attack and rob their ships and villages, rape whatever women they could find and make slaves of whoever they captured. Nothing personal. That was just uh, written in their their holy books. Uh, When America went to war against the Barbary pirates, uh, we fought them alone. We soundly defeated them. We ended their slave trade. And by ending slavery uh, of Europeans and Americans in Africa, It brought attention to the evil of slavery here in America and was the beginning of the movement to uh, end slavery in this country as well. So that's why he's canceled. I urge everybody to come to that event on September 4th, the day Richard Summers died in Tripoli. Uh, And uh, the ceremony is free, 3 o'clock at the Monument to Richard Summers at 801 Shore Road in Summers Point. I'd like you to help us out, help us defray the expenses by showing up an hour later at the uh, the reception we're having for $35 at Sal's 
uh, coal-fired pizza after the, uh, the the free ceremony. If you want to know details about it, just go to libertyandprosperity.com website. Uh, look at the events calendar for the details. Donate uh, money. And by the way, since I've been on the radio guest hosting for John Tomasi here, since uh, we've been getting our publicity out, I've had many, many people praising the work that Liberty and Prosperity uh, is doing. But uh, we're running out of money because we have to advertise on radio. We have to print postcards and flyers and so on. And the money is not flowing in. I know times are tough, but they're going to be a lot tougher if groups like Liberty and Prosperity are silenced. All right, let's go uh, directly to Robin Schaefer. Robin, are you on the air now? Robin, can you hear me? I am, Seth. Good morning. Can you hear me? Good morning. Let me just set the table by explaining what is, is, is publicly known about what Ocean City Board of Education did on a Wednesday night. If you read today's Press of Atlantic City, it says Ocean City Board adopts revised health education standards. Uh, it says uh, the board passed the standards. Uh, it said that the superintendent, Dr. Matthew Friedman, said the curriculum is aligned with the state's minimum requirements. He's soliciting feedbacks from parents. They made revisions in a thoughtful manner, and uh, everything was approved at a meeting, and everything's fine. Uh, however, if you would read the same story published in the uh, Ocean City Sentinel, you see a far different story. You see a story of a curriculum uh, that is going to sexualize children at an early age when they don't need it. Uh, how parents packed the, uh, the meeting room at the Ocean City High School Library Wednesday night, uh, where virtually every member of the public spoke against these uh, uh, changes in the curriculum, that, uh, that the board really sabotaged public participation by holding executive sessions and shutting out the public for two hours to dwindle down the crowd. And then at the end of the day, you had six um, members of the board vote for it, namely Patrick Kane, Joseph Clark, Chris Halliday, Charles Roche, William Soy, and their new hand-picked member, Ryan Leonard. They were the six who voted to adopt the standards. You had Cecilia Galelli keys Distin Vanderslice, uh, Greg Whalen, Jacqueline McAllister and Will Holmes uh, voted no. Fran Newman was absent. And, of course, uh, you, uh, uh, Robin Schaefer and, and Kathy Panico, both of you ran for the school board in Ocean City last year, came very close to winning. And had you been there, had you been on that board, you would have been the decisive votes to stop this. So it does so, show that school board elections are very important, and elections have consequences. So here it is. Um, it's 23 minutes after 9 o'clock. Phone lines are open, 609-407-1450. But uh, first I want to hear, Robin, I'm going to turn the time over to you. You tell me what what's really going on here. Uh, why is this curriculum so bad? And what can the public do to stop it? 
Thank you, Seth. I, uh, you did a wonderful job of, of recapping and summarizing what uh, the situation is here in uh, Ocean City and really across the state of New Jersey. What we have is a case where um, government overreach, big government is stepping in and meddling in affairs that really are the um, parents um, and the church and uh, by um, opting to, uh, to, uh, to push a far left radical agenda on our uh, kids, foisting curricula like this, um, the new sex and um, gender ideology standards that are in the, um, the revised PE and health curriculum, uh, it's not curriculum standards, uh, they are um, uh, um, corrupting the next generation uh, of our students with, with uh, uh, toxic, uh, toxic ideas about what it means to be a woman, for example, or um, that, that abortion is a, is a reasonable um, uh, choice to make when, um, uh, uh, when, when someone gets pregnant. Or uh, that there, people have 37 pronouns that we should be using to address them in, in a in, in a social situation. It's um, I'm part of a, a several groups here in Ocean City that are working together. Um, we we involve uh, I represent the uh, um, Ocean City Alliance for Sensible Education. Um, I also run an Ocean City OCNJ school discussion uh, Facebook site, and uh, we are starting a Moms for Liberty chapter uh, for Cape May County, and all of those organizations are working uh, very hard with um, local stakeholders to put a stop to what we've seen as, uh, again, this uh, big government um, overreach, stepping on, stepping okay, on parents' okay, okay. responsibility. Robin, can I just inter- interrupt? Because uh, I'm I'm puzzled by the procedure sure. here. So wh- when the measure came up, the um, the school board <clears throat> just uh, had two hours of executive sessions with their lawyers, uh, <clears throat> where they shut the public out. Did you find out what they were talking about during those two hours? My sources have indicated that the uh, during the uh, there were two executive sessions. Again, they, uh, the the meeting was published as a as, with a start time of seven p.m. and we had a large gathering of stakeholders who were waiting to provide their input. Um, and uh, the um, uh, board president Patrick Kane announced once we. Um, once seven o'clock came and and they started the meeting that they were going directly into a first executive session. My sources have indicated that they were dealing with some kind of legal um, questions about uh, perhaps relating to the appointment of uh, Ryan Leonard, um, who was then sworn in after the first executive session. Again, like you pointed out, he was handpicked to uh, um, to replace. Um, uh, the board member James, who who uh, left, um, who had to give up his seat. So, 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 Robin, um, it actually, was, Robin, it, it it sounds to me like it's even worse than I thought it was by just reading the paper. So basically, they went in there and they were deadlocked six six without the votes 
to ram this thing through and to have an executive session, keep the public waiting an hour while they appoint uh, a, a swing vote to change the vote their way. I mean, <laughs> does that, that doesn't sound right to me. No, it's not right. And it, it sounds, uh, it's actually worse than that. It probably would have been 6-5 the other way had he not been appointed, or at the very least it would have been 5-5 five, five with uh, Fran Newman not being there. Uh, there if, if they had pointed uh, one of the other candidates who had interviewed for that slot, though, it definitely would have gone 6-5. And, and the board, our, uh, the Ocean City board would have followed the suit of um, 17 other school districts in the state of New Jersey who have rejected this to- these toxic standards. Now, now Robin, they, Robin, uh, Rob, uh, Robin, Robin, let me ask a, a question here, because obviously the standards are coming from somewhere. So it came, it must be coming from the, uh, the top, from Governor Murphy's top education officials. So why are they even going along with the charade? Uh, if, if these are mandatory coming from Governor Murphy and the state officials, why even pretend that the local boards have the power to reject them? Uh, I'm assuming that the, that, that the, the school board members, uh, that voted for this, uh, may have been warned by their attorney. Well, we have to do it, but but did they explain their vote? Did the did Patrick Kane, Joseph Clark, Chris Halliday, uh, Charles Roche, or William Soy, or Ryan Leonard? Did any of them explain why they were voting the way they voted and why they were ignoring what the overwhelming number of parents were were asking them to do? None of them explained their vote. The um, and and you're absolutely right. It it was uh, akin. I, I'm gonna. Um, Janice Weber uh, was a stakeholder who spoke out uh, quite uh, eloquently about the um, um, about the standards. At, um, she was one of perhaps a dozen speakers who got up to speak out against the standards. And and she said what um, Governor Murphy um, is doing is tantamount to extortion by, by threatening school board members uh, with ethics uh, charges uh, if they vote uh, against the standards. And um, they were also uh, Murphy's uh, administration has also threatened uh, to withhold state funding by uh, um, taking points away from a from a state scoring system, uh, they call it QSAC. Um, but um, now, now I noticed I noticed that that Fran Weber said that. But did the attorney say that, or did any of the board members officially say that was the reason why they voted how they voted? I don't recall. I don't think that any of them actually gave a rationale for why they voted in favor of the uh-huh. standards. Okay, Rob. Rob. Um, and this is really Rob one of their, yeah. yeah, Robin, we're going to have to, I believe, break for uh, messages right now. It's about a little after 930. Please hang on the line and we'll get a little bit more. And then we'll open up the phones uh, to comments from anybody else who wants to talk either about this issue or any of the issues. Uh, just stand by, Robin. 
We are in a mental health crisis. Drug overdoses, suicides, and alcohol-related deaths are skyrocketing. If you're struggling with alcohol or drugs, call Recovery Centers of America right now at 1-888-RECOVERY, and our team will answer immediately, talk to you about your struggles, and figure out the best course of treatment to get you better. Because we want you in recovery for life. While in treatment at one of our outstanding facilities located near you, you will benefit from specialized programs, 24-hour medical care, master's-level clinicians, and experienced supportive staff if outpatient treatment is right for you our full spectrum of care is available either in person or virtually and because we know that addiction impacts families as well we offer support groups family therapy and webinars every day thousands of patients get treated at recovery centers of america and go on to live happy and meaningful lives don't wait we answer the phone and admit patients 24 7 including on weekends and holidays so call 1-888-RECOVERY today that's 1-888-RECOVERY the Bernie Friedenberg World War II Memorial will be unveiled in Atlantic City sometime in the near future. The memorial will be located in O'Donnell Park in Atlantic City, in close proximity to both the World War I Memorial and Stockton University. Bernie Friedenberg, a Silver Star recipient for his heroism on Omaha Beach on D-Day, will be honored with this memorial. In fact, the memorial will be unveiled on D-Day, June 6, 2023. Donations for this worthwhile cause are now being accepted. For more information or to donate, contact Bernie Friedenberg World War II Memorial, P.O. Box 652, Brigantine, New Jersey, 08203. Or you can donate online at Bernie Friedenberg World War II Memorial.com. This is Seth Grossman uh, sitting in for John Tomassi until 11 o'clock this morning. I've been talking to Robin Schaefer, uh, an unsuccessful candidate for uh, school board. Last year, along with Kathy Panico, hoping to bring sanity uh, and real education instead of indoctrination to our public schools. Uh, so we've been on the phone talking about Wednesday when the uh, Ocean City Board of Education agreed to uh, to go along with the new state curriculum uh, on uh, uh, on sex education for young kids, you know, uh, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven years old. And uh, I'm going to ask Robin to talk about uh, some of the details of that program. Then Robin is going to go to the LibertyAndProsperity.com meeting, which is now going on in uh, Summers Point at Sal's, uh, at the banquet room of Sal's uh, Coal-Fired Pizza, 501 New Road in uh, Summers Point. But before uh, 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 Robin goes there, I just want him to give a couple of highlights of number one, the um, some details of that sex education uh, that are so disturbing, uh, so dangerous, and really so sick. And the second thing I'd like to know is where the heck does the teachers' union stand, the NJEA, which is probably the most powerful political organization in America. You probably heard me talk about it, that there are about 103,000 members of the uh, NJEA, the teachers union, by law, every one of them is forced to pay about, uh, I guess, 600 to $800 a year in dues to this organization. Most of that money uh, promotes political causes. So you do the math, 103,000 uh, times uh, six or 700. I think that comes out to about 60 to $80 million a year. And I don't think any organization in America has that kind of political money, muscle, or clout. So so what's their take 
on, uh, on, on these standards. All right, Robin, the time is yours. You're back on the air. Thanks, Seth. Uh, starting with the New Jersey Education Association, I believe in the last um, election uh, through their political action committee, uh, they donated or uh, gave uh, Governor Murphy uh, $3.5 million uh, to help him uh, win re-election in 2020. Seems like yesterday, yes. It, yes, and um, in addition to that, there I believe their president is paid uh, well uh, well in excess of a million dollars a year. They are running ads now on television calling um, parents parents of school children in the state of New Jersey extremists, and parents who advocate on behalf of their uh, children um, who want um, parents. We want our um, the rights to um, have certain, you know, we, we, we want to keep certain things in the home and we want to keep certain things in the church and we don't want schools to overreach. Uh, New Jersey Education Association is pushing a toxic social justice ideology, including uh, these new sex ed standards, sex and gender ideology standards, but they're also pushing the uh, concept of diversity equity and inclusion, which is really just uh, CRT, critical race theory, is, you know, uh, um, under a different name. And it's not about, I grew up, you know, uh, going and, and, and worked in education for 30 years um, and always promoted the idea of, of equality. And and I believe our, our children should learn, learn about the Constitution and, and learn about that you know every every person in America um, was created equal and has, should have equal, equal equal rights under the law, but because of organizations like NJEA, they're pushing the, the idea that let's settle old scores through this concept of of equity. Okay, Rob, Robin, I Rob, I, Rob, I, Robin, I I, I want to cut you short because I do want to, uh, to to move on, but I, yeah. I just want to raise one classic yeah. uh, comment. Uh, com- Russian communist leader Vladimir Lenin uh, famously said that the uh, the capitalist will sell us the rope we will use to hang him with. And, and what you see going on with the NJEA is a classic example of that because here they're pushing this dangerous radical political agenda that is sexualizing our kids, dividing Americans, turning kids against parents, parents against kids. Um, uh, black against white, uh, man against woman, husband against wife. I mean, just destroying our country. But yet uh, you have 103,000 public school employees uh, by state law are forced to pay uh, dues of uh, 800 uh, $600 to $800 a year to it. And the NJEA delivers to them. And Ocean City is the classic example of how they do it because Ocean City – I would say maybe three quarters of your real estate in Atlantic in, in Ocean City is owned by tourists. People who visit there pay their full real estate taxes, but do not send their kids to the Ocean City public schools. Is that correct? That's absolutely correct. You you do have a, um, a lot of stakeholders who are absent. Uh, right, right, right. And I, and I just uh, want, I, Rob, I just want to make this point. So what you have. 
is because you the, the, the school district is awash in all this money that's paid by non-resident property owners, Ocean City Public Schools have probably the highest teacher salaries in New Jersey. I remember 20 years ago when we started uh, Liberty and Prosperity, there were like three kindergarten teachers with salaries of $110,000 a year. So what the NJEA then does, it says they publish the salaries of the Ocean City teachers and they say, we got, uh, you know, $50,000 a year starting salaries in Ocean City. Uh, We have a pay scale that puts you up to $95,000 within 10 years. Look at all this wonderful money we got for our members in Ocean City. And then they'll go to Egg Harbor Township where, say, they're only making, uh, you know, 20% less. And they'll tell the people in, Ocean, in, in uh, Egg Harbor Township, support NJEA, and we will get you the same salaries they have in Ocean City. They would always use Ocean City salaries as the model of, of, of to, to get higher salaries. So what you have, you have whenever there's a job opening, my guess is you probably have 30 or 40 qualified applicants for every public school position in Ocean City, which is a sign that the salaries are high. So, of course, the teachers are going to go along with whatever the NJA political agenda is because they're making more money there than they could possibly make doing anything else. Is that a factor? I believe it is. I don't think Ocean City necessarily has the highest salaries in the state, but I know that Ocean City has the highest teacher salaries in Cape May County by a long shot. And if you go into any of the Ocean City um, school buildings, you'll see um, a big bulletin board that is dedicated to NJEA and OCEA announcements. And I, I feel like um, that there are um, – it, it does a real disservice to the um, school employees who might have a different political um, – uh, or be more moderate than the NJEA. I mean, we, we pointed out earlier how, how liberal and radical NJEA is, and I'll just give you one example that I I found really appalling was the um, NJEA putting out a statement condemning the uh, verdict of uh, in the Kyle Rittenhouse uh, um, case in, in Wisconsin. Now, I, I believe the New Jersey Education Association is a New Jersey organization. They really didn't have any, and I don't believe there was any nexus to to schools in that particular situation. But they stick their necks out into all kinds of um, really radical um, political causes these days. Oh, oh, yeah, deterring deterring our kids. You talk about insurrection. The NJEA actually sent uh, violent demonstrators into Wisconsin to protest uh, Governor Scott Walker there. They spent money to interfere with uh, referendums on school choice in Oregon and California. And if you went to their latest uh, NJEA convention in Atlantic City, uh, their new symbol is the clenched fist, you know, the communist symbol of the 1920s. All right, Robin, I know you're on your way to the Liberty and Prosperity a dot com meeting at uh, Sal's uh, uh, Brick Oven Pizza in um, at the banquet room there, 501 New Road in Summers Point. So I'm going to let you get off the line and then I'm going to go to the phones here. And uh, uh, Robin, thank you so much for the input. And we have so much to talk about. Phone lines are open 609-407-1450. 
All right. Before we take our next call, do we take another uh, – we'll take a commercial break. And then we have uh, Ethel Hermano uh, of LifeNet calling in, and we have Bob of Cape May after that. Here's a great way to save money on your food bills. Join BF Mazio's text messaging group. You'll receive weekly coupons that can save you money. BF Mazio asks you to text the word JOIN to 609-853-5666. That's 609-853-5666. BF Mazio features the finest fresh fruit and produce you'll find anywhere. This week, Jersey white peaches and Jersey tomatoes are fresh and in stock. BF Mazio, 601 New Road in Northfield. Online at bfmazio.com. When it comes to you and your family's financial wellness, there are so many things to talk about. We could go on forever. To help guide you along the way, Joe Yakovich has written a book called The Heart of Your Money, Inspiration for Financial Wellness. In the book, Joe talks about longevity, inflation, retirement surprises, and many other topics. For your free copy of The Heart of Your Money, call the office of Joe Yakovich at JML Financial at 856-751-1771 or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. And you can listen to Joe Yakovich on Saturdays here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM. For over 37 years, Joe Yakovich has been helping families throughout the area navigate the difficulties of a sound financial plan. You'll find Joe's approach to be different and not just the cookie cutter methods that are prevalent in today's world. The path to your financial wellness and or retirement starts with a call to Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group. 856-751-1771. 856-751-1771. Or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. Joe Yakovich is registered with and securities and investment advisory services are offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC. Member SIPC. Brokers International Financial Services, LLC is not an affiliated company. Your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. It'll be very warm and humid today with variable cloudiness. An afternoon thunderstorm in parts of the area will see a high today of 89. A thunder shower in spots early this evening, otherwise mainly clear and humid tonight, low 68. Tomorrow will be humid with sunshine and patchy clouds. An afternoon thunderstorm cannot be ruled out. We'll reach a high tomorrow of 88. I'm AccuWeather's Drew Shannon on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And this is Seth Grossman sitting in for John Tomasi until 11 o'clock this morning when Joe Djokovic will continue his uh, uh, finance uh, program uh, about your money. What's the official title? Uh, part, of your money. part of your money. A part of your, of your money. Uh, phone lines are open 609-407-1450. We were talking about the, uh, the new uh, sex education agenda. Uh, for small children um, with uh, Robin Schaefer um, from Ocean City. He is now on his way to the LibertyAndProsperity.com meeting in progress uh, at uh, Sal's in uh, 501 New Road in Summers Point. Uh, some other topics I'd like to talk about, and hopefully I'll get to them in a the 10 o'clock hour, uh, the anti-Semitic or Jew-hating flyers uh, going around uh, Brigantine. What's behind that? Uh, and uh, and and why, like Jewish organizations like the ADL uh, and the Southern Poverty Law Center and Woke Democrats, 
falsely blame Christians, Republicans, and conservatives for the hatred against Jews that they are responsible for. Uh, I'd like to talk about that later on, but and, and also uh, the whole idea with the uh, forgiveness of the student loans. Uh, this is like the fourth time that Republicans have been so pathetic that they can't frame issues, can't uh, promote Republican values until the Democrats, uh, you know, frame the issue their way. And then the Republicans are always on defense and just ineffective. And something, uh, the third topic is something I've been, uh, that's been bothering me for a while, but it's a complicated topic. I didn't know how to uh, to frame it, uh, the, the business with the 85,000 IRS agents uh, selectively um, gearing up to prosecute middle-class business owners. And if you look around, you'll see already what the IRS is doing, uh, that um, you know, they'll, they'll go against like pizza owners, like the three pizza own, uh, shop owners in uh, Ocean City, how they got slammed. Uh, they, the um, the government only punishes people for not paying enough money to the government. But when you have people in the government, like Democrats, stealing money from the taxpayers, those cases never seem to get prosecuted. Uh, just like there was an article about, uh, I think, 95% of uh, all public officials, local public officials in New Jersey, giving illegal health benefits uh, all the, um, the fake claims for uh, sc- free school lunches, that never gets prosecuted, does it? Just the people producing money for the government. All right, let's go to Ethel Hermanow. Uh, you're on the air. Welcome to the program. Hey, Seth, how you doing? It's good to hear from you. Well, I'm, I'm glad feel- I could call in. How's everything? I'm, I'm, well, I'm overwhelmed, um, but uh, I was inspired by the uh, event uh, that you had uh, you know, Monday at the uh, at the New Life Assembly uh, Church, uh, very effective. I, it's good to see the attendance, uh, you know, going up at those events. But it's also very important uh, to have people not only be angry, but to to learn political awareness, how to be politically effective, so that instead of us fighting defense and fighting the agendas of the left, that we could promote our own. Uh, pro-America, pro-liberty, uh, pro-Judeo-Christian values uh, in, in our schools and government. So uh, uh, what's on your mind uh, this morning? Exactly. Real quick. Okay, so I just got off the phone. Well, I, I text Sean Hyland. You know he's sick because he was going to call in. And he was there from the Family Policy Alliance Council. And I want to tell anybody listening today, if you don't know what to do, you get a hold of the Family Policy Alliance Council because they have letters that you can send in. There's so much more we can do. We know our legislators are letting us down. They've got paid and full stamps on their heads, and they're not doing the job of taking care of the people. On March 1st, 2021, there was an Assembly Bill 4454 was signed into law starting in 2021 to 2022 school year. Public schools are required to teach transgender identity and sexual orientation and diversity lessons starting in kindergarten. So these laws violate our fundamental and constitutional rights to direct the moral and educational upbringing of our own children. They were written with no opt-out 
or other protection for families like mine who have religious and moral objections to this content. Public school lessons should be neutral in their presentations of religious beliefs worldwide and with and political ideology. I do not believe anyone should have the right to force their beliefs or someone else's, yet this is exactly what's happening in our school systems and in New Jersey. And I can't say this enough. We watched Mazio get voted out because the grassroots stepped up. We need to do the same with every single legislator. We need to put them on notice that they're not taking care of the American family. In fact, they're decimating the, the American family. They are genocide our children through abortion. This is being all done purposely. And the fact that people haven't woken up and they're still in apathy just it amazes me because it should be a red flag. It should, they, it should scare the hell out of them. You know, Seth, and what you talked about with the whole Jewish thing and the and and the, the Christians and everything—that's where they're coming next. We will be the haters, the Jewish, the Christians. The we're the haters because we actually follow godly laws and principles. All right, that's well, where they're well, coming. Okay, what, but, but, but but here's what we need to do. What our side needs to do, and that is uh, do what the uh, the Democrats do, the Socialists do, the Communists do. And instead of uh, demanding, uh, you know, that, that everyone agree with our particular beliefs, we have to look at the beliefs that 90 percent of people agree on. And I'll just take the abortion uh, issue, for example, uh, at the beginning. Uh, people are very, you know, sensitive, you know, as to when life begins and abortion in, uh, in cases of rape and incest. Those are very difficult questions. And I don't think our side should be debating those issues. We have those issues in our church, in our family councils, but the public issues should be, I think everybody agrees that if you do an abortion in the seventh, eighth, or ninth month, when you could actually look at an ultrasound and see the baby inside, that those abortions are barbaric. Uh, when you use abortion, uh, have 48,000 abortions a year in New Jersey, as a method of routine birth control, I think almost every um, American would agree that that's barbaric. So I think we have to focus on before we deal with the difficult issues, let's deal with the easy issues where we have the broad consensus. That That's one uh, thought on my mind. The other thought on my mind is to understand that, uh, of course, our politicians let us down. And why shouldn't uh, they let us down? Because we're not there for them. In other words, when there's an election going on, uh, who's giving the money to pay for the advertisements? Who's the vol- who are the volunteers who are going door to door collecting the uh, the mail-in ballots? Uh, who's you know setting up the coffee clutches in the meetings? It seems that too many people on our side uh, want to send an angry email, want to uh, call a talk show, say how how angry we are at our politician. But meanwhile, it's the left that is writing the checks. It's the left that's uh, getting these positions and going up to the meeting. So too often, uh, I I think of the words of uh, Thomas Edison, who said, uh, you know, sometimes people uh, don't recognize opportunity when they see him because he comes dressed in overalls and looks like work. Uh, We got to get our side learning how to work and to be disciplined. And and, and my first sign of discipline, I thought, was I got a note in my face saying I have to take a break. And, and, and allow a commercial <laughs> message right now. Ethel, okay. uh, thank you so well, much for coming in. And, 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 and Google LifeNet if you want to know the great work that Ethel is doing. Thank you.
If you're interested in driving one of the finest automobiles on the market today, then you'll want to check out all of the fabulous new and pre-owned Lexus at Lexus of Atlantic City. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. Driving a Lexus is like no other vehicle on the market. Test drive one for yourself at Lexus of Atlantic City. Whether it's new or pre-owned, you'll be more than satisfied. In fact, Lexus is consistently number one when it comes to customer satisfaction. Visit Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. Or you can check out their outstanding selection of new, pre-owned, and L-certified pre-owned vehicles on their website, LexusofAtlanticCity.com. That's LexusofAtlanticCity.com. Or, if you want more information, call 609-641-0008. Lexus of Atlantic City, now celebrating their 26th year in the area. A dealership that you'll enjoy. No pressure, no gimmicks, no hassle, no hype. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. And remember, always online at LexusofAtlanticCity.com. East Coast Roofing and Siding. Hi, I'm Larry Styler. And I'm Sean Styler. In our ever-changing economy, we certainly understand the need for homeowners to watch their spending. But your home is not a place to cut corners. When you're in need of roofing, siding, or windows, place your trust in East Coast for our certified services and installations. Our GAF, Master Elite Contractor Status, provides assurance that you're dealing with a reputable company that can provide you quality roofing products and lifetime warranties. Our certainteed five-star contractor status ensures you'll get the professional siding job that you deserve. Faithfully serving South Jersey since 1979, we can offer you financing options that can help get your project started sooner. So call us now at 609-625-1900 or visit us at eastcoastroofing.com to schedule your free consultation today. If you'll call, we'll show up. East Coast Roofing and Siding. Trust us with your family and home. Uh, This is Seth Grossman sitting in. Uh, for John DeMassey, and uh, I, it appears that I was expecting a phone call from uh, Sean Hyland of the Family Policy Council again to talk about these uh, uh, new sex education requirements that are being uh, pushed through our public schools for kids at very, very early ages. Uh, but apparently he has, um, I, I know he was fighting with a cold, so I guess he couldn't call in. Uh, so I'm hoping that uh, Bob of Cape May and and Matt, who, who had to drop off, uh, will call back during the 10 o'clock hour. Now we have Greg of Apsikin. Greg, welcome to the program. You're on the air. Mr. Grossman, good morning. Good morning. You know, we keep pointing at New Jersey uh, government as the, the source of what's happening in the schools. It came out of the federal government. The federal government is sending it to Murphy, and Murphy is sending it out to everyone else. Right. And uh, and of course, the the federal government, uh, uh, the elections are dominated by the teachers unions like the NJEA. So it's one great well, consp- you know, conspiracy, which goes back to our dear friends, the uh, the communists who have taught how just a small group of disciplined, organized people can set the political agenda for an entire nation. So um, right. a very what, num- limited number of people are generating this information out of Washington, and they should be investigated. And who, who's who's going to investigate them there? I don't know, but it's, it can't continue <laughs> to do what's happening right now. Maybe we're due for a restart. It will, maybe, maybe will, and it, it will happen. That's a volley over Washington. 
This is ridiculous. These people swore to us back when that when they wanted to get involved in the school system, it involved monies only, and it was to disperse it throughout the United States so there was a common thread to people that needed the money were getting the money. Okay, Greg, and, and now I'm, okay, and Greg, what, I'm just curious. So what are you prepared to do about it? I vote. That's about the limit I have. Well, okay. Well, we have a sign on our Liberty and Prosperity office that says, do more than vote. And do more than vote means go to uh, our website, go to our Facebook page, share our stuff, uh, forward our emails, get on our email list, because voting is not enough, sad to say. Um, all right. How much time well, do we have left? The, the uh, sign on my door uh, okay. says... 24 hours a day responsible for the individual inside. All right, So I know what I'm doing every day. Thank you very much for your service. Thank you. Okay, we got a break for the top of the hour, and we'll have uh, Bob of Kate May as soon as we get back. Uh, This is Seth Grossman sitting in for John DeMassey, Talk With a Purpose. Ninety-five point five FM and fourteen fifty AM WPGG Atlantic City WENJHD three Millville, a Town Square Media Station. The following program is paid for and presented by John DeMassey. The opinions expressed are not those of Town Square Media or station advertisers. WPG Talk Radio ninety-five point five presents Talk with a Purpose. Join the conversation by calling 609-407-1450. Now, the host of Talk With a Purpose, John DeMassey. Well, it's Seth Grossman sitting in for the uh, next hour for uh, John DeMassey. Phone lines are open, 609-407-1450. And let's begin by going to Bob of Cape May. Bob, welcome to the program. You're on the air. Hi, good morning, Seth. Uh, you know, the difference between Florida, where they've had decades of good governance, versus New Jersey, where we've had decades of awful governance, governance is, is, you know, example is here in our school systems. Okay, In Florida, particularly under America's Governor Ron DeSantis, it is now illegal to, to indoctrinate children in this leftist ideology that that really doesn't do children any good in terms of education. The purpose of education is to become a competent, useful, responsible adult. It doesn't do these kids any any good at all, especially kids in so-called children that are that are in in danger. Let's say who who have are underprivileged. So the minority children uh, to teach them. Again, that, that you know, that this crazy sex, you know, the sexualization of these little children is ridiculous. The the critical race theory to teach them to hate white people has absolutely no benefit to them in their later adult lives. Uh, in Florida, it, it's not a matter of indoctrination anymore. It is illegal now. Uh, it's in Florida they concentrate on education. On, on learning skills to be an competent adult. And again, it's, it's, I can only tell you again, Governor DeSantis, what a wonderful job he has been doing there. Uh, it's not a matter of saying what he will do. 
he can run on what he has done in issue after issue. But again, you know, this leftist ideology that is poisoning our country, uh, groups like Liberty and Prosperity, you know, your previous course, I'm glad he votes the right way. But it's not enough. Groups like yours, groups like yours, Seth, are, are going to be a key to turning New Jersey around unless we get our our, our younger people educated to the, the you know, the, the benefits of, of good government, meaning government that doesn't kill you with taxation, that doesn't impinge on your freedoms and that follows our Judeo-Christian traditions. Uh, you know, we're, we're in deep trouble unless we do that. We need to change you know, our, our, the mentality of our young people in this country. Uh, by the way, Bob, just a, a couple of things. So when we talk about our Judeo-Christian uh, uh, traditions, uh, you know, what's the basic tradition that both Judaism and Christianity have in, in common is the core belief uh, of both religion is love thy neighbor as thyself. Uh, treat other people the way you would want them to treat you. So isn't that the building block uh, of any civilized society? So who would want to be opposed to that basic value, but yet you'll see how uh, they're teaching our children that uh, you know that uh, Christians and Jews, uh, the Bible is such an intolerant document, and and yes, there's barbaric stuff described in the Old Testament of of smiting Philistines and smiting Midianites and all that stuff, but the Bible is a four thousand year like journey that starts in this barbaric age and leads us to love thy neighbor as thyself. And, and that philosophy is totally opposite the Islamic uh, doctrine, which is whatever Muhammad said during the Dark Ages 1,400 years ago, that's the doctrine. And if you suggest that, uh, that Muhammad would do anything different today than he did during the Dark Ages, well, then you're a heretic and a blasphemer, and then you are targeted for death like Salman Rushdie was. So, so I just want to bring that point, you know, that we should be proud of the heritage that built America, and we were so much better off when we embraced that, that basic Judeo-Christian uh, heritage and, and value system. The other thing, Bob, I want to bring up is the evil that happens when you push these radical agendas. Because look what happens uh, in our school system. So if, they, if the school system says... Uh, teachers, you have to teach this horrible stuff. And parents, you have to let your kids listen to this horrible stuff. What does it do to people of conscience who know it's wrong? Well, if you're a teacher and you say anything, and you're a union that determines how much money you get paid and what promotions you get and what career you have, uh, you're making yourself an enemy of your livelihood. So you now have to choose between your livelihood and doing what's right. What makes a just society a just society is where the uh, government rewards you for doing the right thing and punishes you for doing the wrong thing. So when you have a government, when you have public schools that punish you for doing the right thing and reward you for doing the wrong thing, uh, you're in trouble. And think of the poor parents. They say, well, if you don't like what we're teaching, you can opt out. What does that do to the parents? What does that do to the kid? It's like being in uh, Germany. It's like say, saying, okay, your kid can wear a yellow star to, to show that uh, it, it's like identifying yourself as the enemy by opting out of their program. So, so to say 
we have this disgusting program that's the official curriculum of the school, but you, the parents, you could opt your kid out. You could put a yellow star on the back of your kid. And how's that going to affect his grades? How's that going to affect, you know, his, um, you know, his whether he gets uh, awards or or whether he gets, um, you know, good extracurricular activities? It's just a disgusting, awful thing, and we have to stand up for it now. I'm sorry uh, for well, that rant there, Bob. But what's your thoughts on that? No, well, well, Seth, you know, the, the, whether it's national socialism or tyrannical Soviet communism, it's all where the state has complete power. Uh, religion is nullified. Our, again, our Judeo-Christian tradition is nullified. The very family in, in, in our country right now, the family is being nullified. I mean, you, you look at the, the principal uh, beliefs of uh, leftist organizations like Black Lives Matter. They don't believe in a nuclear family. No. And, and look, look, look at all the wonders that, that occur uh, with the one-parent family situations in our country. The children have a huge increased propensity to wind up in jail, to not be educated well, to be unproductive. You have a breakdown of civilization. <laughs> and, and, and yet, and yet, when you had the NAACP had their convention in Atlantic City, that did not even get mentioned. Uh, of all their top issues, it was always blaming somebody else for your problems. And that's what the heart of socialism is. Socialism is where whatever disappointment you have in life, whatever failure you have in life, whatever you want uh, that you're not getting is not your fault. It's somebody else's fault. So when we have the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not covet your neighbor's goods, socialism is all about coveting your neighbor's good. And, and the Ten Commandments say don't steal, don't lie, don't kill. And all that socialism teaches, well, by any means necessary to get what you're entitled to, even if it means lying, uh, killing, and stealing. All right, let me go to uh, John of Ocean City. Bob, thanks so much for your call this morning. All right, uh, John of Ocean City, you're on the air. Good morning. Yes, it was the second uh, president of the United States, John Adams, who had said that the, our Constitution was meant for a moral and religious people, not fit for the governance of any other. That's what he said. So take it for what it's worth. And also, uh, critical race theory is actually based on Marxist critical theory, which is implementing uh, class, warfare, class warfare along racial lines. And actually, the uh, NAACP was founded by white communists, and it's believed that WED... E.B. Du Bois was actually a figurehead mainly. But anyway, that being said, uh, they're teaching carnal knowledge to kids that have just learned how to, how to tie their shoelaces and ride bicycles. And actually, kids are just entering into puberty. They're being confused about what biological birth they, what they were uh, born to be, you know. So and, and that's all from people with evil intention. And the, and the issue is why? Who is pushing this? Where does this stuff come from? And when we start yeah. finding that out, then we realize there's just a small elite – uh, that decides what's best to keep them in control. And it's not like the, they yeah. believe in something. You have these idiot professors at Stockton University saying, oh, you know, communists believe that the government should own this and that, and communists believe this. No, communists don't believe in anything other than what will give them more power, what will destroy anyone who criticizes them, uh, what gives them what they yeah. feel they're entitled to. And that's why they have to have a... Back in the old days, he had something called Pravda, the newspaper, which would tell all the followers what the, what the agenda was that day, and that agenda would change every week. They called the party line changing, but today we don't have Pravda. 
we have the New York Times and the Associated Press to give the marching orders. John, you get the, the, the yeah, last word before we break. Go ahead. Okay, that's 1984 double think anyway. But uh, I was just going to say, actually, it's uh, Agenda 2030, and that's the president of the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, and there are eight principles, and they're all to undermine American sovereignty. Every one of them. If you look at the eight principles of uh, Agenda 2030 by the World Economic Forum, whose president was Klaus Schwab, who was born in Nazi Germany, was a Hitler youth, so that'll tell you a little bit about that dude. Okay. But anyway, we have to take our country back. Thanks. John, and, and thanks again. It takes more than votes. So hopefully that brings me right back to libertyandprosperity.com. If you want to go to the meeting, there's still about uh, 15 minutes of it going on right now. Even if you just drop in to, to give us your name, phone number, uh, email address so we can put you on our uh, email list, uh, that's helpful. But you could also uh, uh, sign up by, uh, by going uh, to, uh, to our website. Uh, if you'd like to help us financially, hit the donate button, pay 30 bucks to be a member for the year, pay 35 bucks to support our Richard Summers event on September 4th. And of course, please go to our events calendar for details about a Richard Summers event and about everything else we're doing. Oh, I'm pleasantly surprised. I, I thought that Sean Hyland was, uh, was sort of laid up and unable to talk, but it looks like your, his voice came back. Sean Hyland, welcome to the program. You're on the air. Hi, Seth. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I'm a little bit under the weather this morning, so I apologize that my voice is sounding rough, but I did want to call in and just kind of update people what's going on across the state. And by the way, what a great program this morning. Lots of great information from Robin to Ethel to others. I'm really proud of people in New Jersey um, having their voices be heard both at the local level and the state level. By the way, for anyone who has not met Sean Hyland, know that this this fellow has such a booming voice that that half the time I think you don't need a telephone or a microphone or a radio station that if you were you know going in your backyard and speaking, we'd be able to hear you throughout South Jersey. Anyway, so you heard – if you were listening to the program, you see that in Ocean City – um, the uh, the local school board by a six to five decision, and I, I'd like to just uh, repeat the names of the uh, the people if I if I if I have it here, who uh, who, who voted uh, for the this measure. Um, actually, I, I, I oh, okay here it is. It's uh, voting for this uh, sexualizing children. Uh, it, it, who are like 8, 9, 10, 11 years old, uh, Patrick Kane, Joseph Clark, Chris Halliday, Charles Roche, William Soy, and uh, the hand-picked guy they just appointed that same night, Ryan Leonard. They voted for this program. They voted against the parents who waited for more than two hours to have a chance to uh, express their opposition. And the school board members who stood with the parents, Cecilia Galilee-Keys, Distin Vanderslice, Greg Whalen, Jacqueline McAllister, and Will Holmes. So I just want to give recognition to those who did the right thing and awareness of those who did the wrong things. All right, so Sean, so you see where we, we have almost like the people are like chasing the tail of the snake. And, and you, by do your work with Family Policy Council, you understand the head of the snake. You know where this is coming from. So please uh, tell us where is this coming from? Why is it coming uh, how can we fight this uh, both at the state and national level and at the local level? I know I'm putting a lot on your plate, but, uh, but you know, we're just seeing the effects of things. But you've been with this for a couple of years. So, so what, what's so bad about this curriculum 
and, and where is it coming from? How do we stop it? Yeah, I mean, those are, are some great questions. I think first is a few different parts of, of the curriculum that, uh, that's been put out there. Some has been through legislation. Some has been just through learning standards that the DOE, the Department of Education here in New Jersey, have approved. So let's just start there for a moment. These are the, the sex ed learning standards. Uh, with second grade, they're you know, learning a lot about physical body parts and having the very frank and, and embarrassing, awkward discussions about their uh, sexuality. And in fifth grade, learning about masturbation, how to do it, why to do it. And by eighth grade, learning some very high-risk sexual behaviors and sexual acts that aren't even approved to be taught today in high school, but somehow they're going to be forced into the middle school classroom this upcoming school year. Now, 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 now I, Sean, I, I know we, we don't want to get too graphic, but I was, I was told about like anal sex is being taught in the eighth grade. Is that correct or no? Yeah, and that is correct. And by the eighth grade, maybe even seventh grade, but by the eighth grade, they have to have fulfill that that learning standard. And sometimes they even combine seventh eighth grade when it comes to health class, when it comes to family life education. So, yeah, at a very young age, they're learning very high risk sexual acts and behaviors that you. I think there's like a fifty percent chance or fifty percent increase of someone getting an STI and performing those sexual acts compared to. Uh, like, 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 like monkeypox, right? So they're basically teaching seventh graders how to do stuff that's likely to give you monkeypox or more likely to give you monkeypox. So uh, it's absolutely crazy. So why are they doing this? What's, what's the motivation? So in January of 2020, a few months before COVID hit, everyone got distracted. They were taking testimonies on proposed learning standards here in the state of New Jersey. They were doing it in Trenton, and they had some other you know, places around the state where they would meet to hear from parents. And the proposed learning standards that they put out for the public to make comments on never included any of this type of high-risk or uh, you know, sexually explicit learning standards. It wasn't even there to even be seen. And then after they received public comment on the proposed standards, they went behind the scenes, never told the parents, never held public comments, never had the, the public be able to speak into the process, and they work with a coalition of groups. So if you go to sexednj.com, sexednj.com, this is their website, not mine. It's not a, a graphic website. It's not a political website. It's their coalition website of advocates for youth, Planned Parenthood Action Fund, New Jersey Abortion uh, Access Fund, and many other groups that work behind the scenes with the state DOE to now put forth a completely new learning standard that no one ever seen before, and adopted it in June of 2020 without any public comments whatsoever. Okay, Sean, 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 let me just stop you there uh, because here we've been talking for five or ten minutes and to Sean Hyland, and nobody knows who the heck Sean Hyland is. So could you just interrupt and say who you are and what organizations you are affiliated with so if people want to reach out to you and and help you and whatever organization you're with, they'll know how to reach you. Although, of course, they could always go through libertyandprosperity.com, but but tell us a little bit, bit about how, how you got to know so much about this topic. Yeah, for the past three years, I've been representing and working as the director of Family Policy Alliance of New Jersey. It's a group that's been around for 25 years here in the state. It was called the New Jersey Family Policy Council, and now the Family Policy Alliance of New Jersey. That's just the, a name change, the same mission, same vision, the same organization. We've been in this fight for many years, going back decades, but the past three years specifically about these learning standards. So people should go to fpaofnj.com or just type in familypolicyalliance.com slash New Jersey, but easier, fpaofnj.com. And you look at our website. You can contact us. You can 
subscribe to our emails, and we're able to walk parents and voters through the process of what's been going on. There's some great postings online given the, the history of how we got to this moment. There's fact sheets that you can download. Uh, great information and be able to empower parents and voters on what's been happening and why it's been happening over these past few years. Now, now I noticed that at the Ocean City meeting, I, I, I forget her name, um, but uh, one of the – I'm going to look real quickly to see if I can find it, but no, I, I, I uh, misplaced it. Uh, she was saying that somehow that the school boards, even though the majority of the school board didn't give any reason – uh, in that six to five majority as to why they supported uh, these uh, sexual explicit uh, curriculum uh, for the school and completely did not respond to any of the concerns raised by the parents. Uh, somebody said, well, they're, they're being forced to, even though Governor Murphy is not ordering these school boards to go along, they are sort of slyly saying that if you don't go with this uh, this horrible curriculum, you're going to miss out on state aid. Uh, you're going to be even charged with ethical violations as a school board member that, that there's... Oh, it's, it, was, it was Janice Weber, former high school teacher and, and a former principal, uh, raised this issue that, that these dirty tricks uh, are being used to, um, you know, to basically coerce school boards into adopting this stuff. So it looks like it's the local uh, folks are going for it when, in fact, it's really mandated by Governor Murphy and his top officials. Uh, what, what's your take on that? Yeah, I mean, there have been some media reports that the DOE is sort of you know, threatening and using public statements, saying that they're going to have consequences to school boards who don't adopt this. The only real legitimate procedural consequence they should have or could have, I should say, would be a four-point loss on their QSAC score. You can lose 20 points. You can still be, you know, an independent school board without any type of state oversight. Uh, and losing only four in a learning standard isn't, isn't much when you can lose up to 20. What, 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 does, uh, what does QSAC mean? I, I don't know these technical terms. What does QSAC mean? It's, it's a, self, a self-assessment score that's done here in New Jersey that school boards do. Uh, there's a website. You go to the, again, the State Department of Education and put in QSAC. You'll see a webpage they have. It's like a quality self-assessment um, score that they do on, on, on school boards. You know, facilities and attendance policies and, and, and faculty issues and, of course, learning standards. Uh, and they could take a, a loss of a learning standard and still be a self-independent school board without state oversight. That's, that would be the normal procedure failing to teach a learning standard but there has been talk in the media by the state department of education that they might remove school board members for violating the the code of conduct or the code of ethics for not implementing these learning standards again that type of of overreach um that type of of consequences goes far and above anything else so if you fail to teach a learning standard in science or fail to teach a learning standard in math no one's getting removed from the school board you're just taking a hit on your qsac score but all of a sudden when it comes to these specific sexual learning standards, there is an intense pressure um, coming from the top down on these local school board members to try to line up and go along with this agenda. So what we need to do, I think, in 2023 is also focus on the State Board of Education. So there's five people on the State Board of Education who voted for these learning standards you know, that were, that were pushed down from the state level who are up for reappointment next year. We need to make sure those individuals do not get reappointed by the governor that he, the governor has heard the outcry of parents from across the state and his uh, State Department of Education and these uh, state board members who've been appointed by either Governor Christie or, or Governor Murphy 
five of them up for a reappointment next year, we need to make sure that he hears that we do not want those individuals who voted yes on these learning standards to be reappointed next year. We want new state board members who will listen to parents here in New Jersey, not a coalition of far-left radical groups behind the scenes. Do you you think it's possible that a lot of this so-called threats or pressure from the state uh, towards these local officials are are bluffs that that, that if... uh, Mr. Kane and Mr. Clark and Mr. Halliday and Mr. Roche and Mr. Soy and Mr. Leonard, if they just voted with the parents, that nothing would have happened and that they sort of, you know, uh, gave up and surrendered for nothing. Is that a possibility? I think, it's, I think that's a strong possibility. I think if they were to somehow have a real consequence of, of re- removing board members, you know, for the code of ethics violations for not teaching the, these learning standards, that would be a lawsuit right there. Because, again, if other learning standards are failed to be taught in math or science or other issues, you know, or other subjects, no one is removing board members. Uh, and and so it, to threaten that and hang over someone's head, it would, that would be a, a lawsuit, you know, of, of uh, unfairness. Well, Sean, I know this is a little bit unrelated, but for like seven years in Atlantic City, I saw how all this uh, this bullying was done to Atlantic City because for seven years, uh, the state officials uh, sort of made the same threats to Atlantic City officials to, to get them to do all this illegal borrowing, all this illegal spending that put Atlantic City government like $400 million into debt. And when you talk to those officials, they uh, – they said, well, we had to do it because the state officials said we had to do it. But nothing was in writing. Uh, it was almost like gangsters, like whispering in their ear. And then when the city had this $400 million in debt and they asked the state officials how this, the law could have been broken for seven years to, to do all this illegal stuff, the state officials said, well, we never told them to do it. I don't know why those stupid Atlantic City people did that. And I'm afraid the same thing may be happening with the Board of Education, that they're, they're being whispered to, they're being talked to, but there's no paper record. Uh, it's all illegal. It's the way gangsters run an operation. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of these, these threats and acts of intimidation that happen behind the scenes um, would never hold up in a court of law. I mean, I'm sure at the, at the local level, they can push back a lot more than than they are in Ocean City. I think another caller, Robin Schaefer, mentioned that 17 other school districts here in New Jersey have passed a resolution opposing these learning standards and refusing to teach them. Other school districts are only going to teach them the, the last day of school. So most students can just stay home and not participate if the parent wants them to do that. And some school districts are doing an opt-in, where instead of opting out of the curriculum, you have to you know, be proactive and say, I want my kid to learn this stuff. If not, they won't learn it at all. And so there's a lot of, you know, liberty and, and the has at the local level for school board members to hear the concerns of parents. Let's just go along with the state, but actually hear the concerns of local parents and try to make and adjust policies that would reflect the, the, the values of the community. And for people to kind of just point up to the state and say, we can't do anything, they're forcing us. I mean, again, they could take a hit of a QSAC score. They can rearrange the, the, the schedule when this is taught. They can create an opt-in. They can pass resolution opposing it. Uh, these local school boards do need to step up. You know, they represent parents uh, and not state officials and not the NJEA and not far-left radical groups, but they represent the parents of these children who attend these local schools and these parents who pay these taxes. Okay, I'm uh, speaking with Sean Hyland, uh, formerly of the Family Policy Council. Uh, phone lines are open, 609-407-1450. We're going to break uh, in, in a few seconds. Uh, but before I do that, Sean, is there any final word you have for the listeners of the Atlantic City, South Jersey, Ocean City area 
uh, about um, getting uh, control of their children. Uh, um, is there any, are there any other options, homeschooling or anything else that, uh, that parents should be thinking about? Yeah, I want to encourage parents that, you know, we have to really begin to rethink education for our children. We can no longer just trust the system or trust the institution of public education. It's more government-run schools than there's public schools at the local level. And so what parents can do, whether it's House of the Faith, House of the Worship, parents, community groups, how can you educate your children to better counteract and really deconstruct these, these lessons they're going to be learning in public schools so they can turn out, as we mentioned earlier, on these you know, firm Judeo-Christian beliefs that they keep them to maintain them into the next generation. That's so important. Education is so important. It really does begin at the family. The family has more influence on a child's belief system than the schools do. So families must do their job, teach their children, and find other ways of education instead of just relying upon the public school system. But I do want to give South Jersey credit. South Jersey is really turning the, the, the political machine here in the state, electing some really good representatives. Uh, it needs to go further. We need some stronger voices as well. But this going to be a long-term plan to repeal the sex and learning standards, to replace the, the uh, diversity law, and then to restore parental rights, the three R plans. But South Jersey voters and families, you're a big part of that, and you should be proud of the changes you have made and that you will be making in the years to come. Sean Highland, thank you very much. And before I break, let me just comment, love thy neighbor as thyself the bedrock of the Jewish and Christian religions. What a horrible right-wing white supremacist concept. Uh, very, very dangerous. Let's break for, uh, take a break. Uh, phone lines are open 609-407-1450, and we'll have a half hour uh, to take your phone calls when we get back. We are in a mental health crisis. Drug overdoses, suicides, and alcohol-related deaths are skyrocketing. If you're struggling with alcohol or drugs, call Recovery Centers of America right now at 1-888-RECOVERY, and our team will answer immediately, talk to you about your struggles, and figure out the best course of treatment to get you better. Because we want you in recovery for life. While in treatment at one of our outstanding facilities located near you, you will benefit from specialized programs, 24-hour medical care, master's-level clinicians, and experienced, supportive staff. If outpatient treatment is right for you, our full spectrum of care is available either in person or virtually. And because we know that addiction impacts families as well, we offer support groups, family therapy, and webinars. Every day, thousands of patients get treated at Recovery Centers of America and go on to live happy and meaningful lives. Don't wait. We answer the phone and admit patients 24-7, including on weekends and holidays. So call 1-888-RECOVERY today. That's 1-888-RECOVERY. I'm Seth Grossman for LibertyAndProsperity.com. Americans are the most understanding, generous, and compassionate people in the world. That is why our enemies are using those virtues as weapons to destroy us. They are deliberately bringing millions of poor and angry people from failed socialist countries around the world to make America a failed socialist country. They know that walls, fences, and even thousands of Border Patrol agents can't stop everybody determined to get through. The only way to stop them is to arrest every person found in our country illegally and send them back. But our enemies think that Americans are too understanding, generous, and compassionate to ever do that. Do most Americans care more about the suffering of people coming to our country illegally than the future of our own children and grandchildren? Learn more at libertyandprosperity.com. Help us reach more people. Join our weekly breakfast. 
Donate what you can to keep us on the air and online. LibertyandProsperity.com. Thanks. And this is Seth Grossman again for the next, uh, I'd say, 22 minutes. Uh, sitting in for John DeMassey on Talk With a Purpose. The phone lines are open, 609-407-1450. But since we don't seem to have uh, anyone on the phone right now, I'm just going to talk about what I think is important. <clears throat> First of all, if you have not gotten your uh, tickets yet for the Richard Summers event, or if you have not made a donation to libertyandprosperity.com, Please do so. Make the check payable to Liberty and Prosperity. If you want to make a $30 check, we'll know that that's an application for membership. $35 per person. We know that's who support our fundraiser after the Richard Summers ceremony. Our ceremony will be held at 3 o'clock at the statue and mural of at Summers Point. That's at 801 Shore Road in Summers Point. Uh, I guess most people know it. That's across the street from Charlie's Bar uh, in uh, Summers Point. And why do we pick September 4th to have the event, Labor Day Sunday? Well, that's the day that Richard Summers, who was born in Summers Point in 1778, died on September 4th, 1804, in America's first war to end slavery and to uh, fight uh, Islamic uh, jihad and uh, and very significant event not just Richard Summers died uh, on the intrepid his entire crew uh, of, uh, of 13 men died including Henry Wadsworth who was the uncle of the American poet Henry Wadsworth Longfellow poet of course named after the second in command for Richard Summers a lot of interesting stuff uh, when you get into that story the um, phone lines are open, 609-407-1450. Uh, I was reading last week that there were anti-Semitic flyers circulated in Brigantine, and uh, the police were called. Now, of course, we do have a uh, – and, of course, we have no idea what the flyers uh, said, and that's one of the problems with uh, suppressing free speech. On the one hand, you don't want to promote – hatred and ignorance and bigotry, but sometimes when you suppress it, uh, you show that you're afraid of what is being said, and that's taken as a sign of strength on their part. Um, but I think I have a guess from the vague description of the, uh, the anti-Semitic remarks, and basically it's uh, anti-Semitism is another word for, for Jew-hating, and uh, that word comes from I guess that word was invented about 120 years ago in Vienna, Austria, where you had this uh, political party uh, led by a guy called Karl Luger, the, uh, the mayor of Vienna in Austria, who would blame every single problem on Jews. And it was called uh, – he called his party the Jew-hating party. And so a couple of his followers said, well, gee, the Jew-hating party, that doesn't have any class. It sounds so crude. So he invented the term anti-Semite uh, to make his uh, Jew-hating party sound a little bit more respectable. So that's where the word comes from. has nothing to do with the Semitic race or, uh, or whether uh, you know, Arabs and Jews are both Semites or any of that nonsense. It's just a, an artificial word invented to justify blaming Jews for everything wrong with the country. 
And they were very selective. There would be people who weren't Jewish that they would call a Jew uh, because they did things they didn't like. And, they were, and in fact, Carl Luger was famous for saying, well, I'll decide who's a Jew and who's not a Jew. But that's another whole issue. So uh, one thing that is troubling, there is a lot of increasing anger and hatred against Jews in America today. I have never seen it that bad before uh, in my lifetime. And what is causing it? Well, if you listen to Governor Murphy and law enforcement uh, and Joe Biden and the Democrats and the FBI and so on, they will tell you that this uh, anti-Semitism, this Jew hatred is coming from the extreme right, from white supremacists, from uh, Trump supporters and and all of that. Um, And I guess it never got more ridiculous than about two or three months ago. I don't know if you remember, but you had this guy outside of Lakewood, New Jersey, went on a rampage of trying to kill as many Jews as he can. He drove 30 miles to go to Lakewood. Why did he go to Lakewood? Because that's an Orthodox Jewish community. So by seeing how people are dressed and how they appear, you could tell who's Jewish and who's not Jewish. So he would go uh, take his – he hijacked a car, stabbed somebody, then ran – tried to run him over with a car. He caused serious injury to about uh, three or four Jews there, and he got arrested. And as soon as he got arrested, uh, they, they didn't say much about the guy who did this. Then you had Governor Murphy and the attorney general and the, and the state police all said, oh, this is horrible we got to be on the lookout for white supremacists and the extreme right and all that stuff until somebody put out a picture of the guy. And, of course, the guy was black. Uh, so he had nothing to do with any of the uh, white supremacy groups unless you think that the white supremacy groups are led by blacks. So if you want to find out what's really causing the uh, anti-Semitism or the rise in people hating Jews – uh, we see a, a couple of things. Number one is the uh, the idea that happened in Russia. Back in Russia in 1920, uh, you had a the leader of the communist army, the Red Army, was a guy called Leon Trotsky. And he was born Jewish with the name of Lev Bronstein. But when he became a communist revolutionary, he gave up his Jewish religion and he changed his name and he was known as Leon Trotsky. And when the communists took over, uh, there were massacres and riots in which a lot of Jews were killed. So the chief rabbi of Moscow went up to Leon Trotsky and said, could you please have the army do more to protect Jews who are being beaten up and killed? And Trotsky replied to the rabbi, he said, well, I'm not Jewish. Why are you coming to me? And the chief rabbi of Moscow said, you Trotskys, you make your revolutions, but we Bronsteins pay the bills. Meaning when you have prominent Jews or people who are no longer Jews but have Jewish sounding names and they take these outrageous political positions, you have people with Jewish names trashing Americans, trashing Republicans, trashing Christians, trashing everything good about America – So, yes, there's going to be resentment against those people. And if they have those Jewish names, 
uh, there's going to be resentment against all Jews, not just them. A case of the Trotskys making their revolutions and the Bronsteins paying the bills. Another cause of the anti-Semitism is we have a lot of immigration coming in from poor, uh, violent countries where people have been taught since childhood through Islam, through various doctrines, to hate rich people, to hate Americans, and to hate Jews. So we're importing anti-Semitism from other countries, and ironically, uh, it's the woke Democrats and Jewish organizations who are doing more to promote this than anybody else. A third reason is the black community. In the 1960s, embraced socialism instead of equal opportunity. And the whole idea of socialism, as I mentioned earlier, is where if you're poor, if you don't have what you want, instead of getting the skills, saving the money, and having the discipline and planning you need to be successful, um, complain that you're a victim and hate somebody else who's more successful than you. And since uh, Jews in America have been very successful by studying, working, planning, and discipline, uh, that socialism within the black community uh, quickly turns into hating and blaming Jews. Uh, and there's a fourth thing, the, the fact that we no longer teach the Bible. If people read the Bible and knew the Bible, they'd understand who Jews are, what Jews believe in, why we believe in what we believe in, because it's all written in the Bible. So it's like Bible illiteracy uh, gets added. And what's the final factor? The fact that you have so many Jewish organizations like the Anti-Defamation League, the ADL, the Southern Poverty Law Center, uh, leaders of the Democratic Party, all falsely blaming Christians, uh, Republicans, and conservatives for anti-Semitism. And, and there's no better way to get somebody to hate you uh, than to falsely accuse innocent people of something they're not doing. Anyway, it's, um, I got to take a break. And when I get back from that break after doing that rant, I see we have Rich of Northfield on the line. Rich, please uh, hang in there. I'll be right with you. If you're interested in driving one of the finest automobiles on the market today, then you'll want to check out all of the fabulous new and pre-owned Lexus at Lexus of Atlantic City. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. Driving a Lexus is like no other vehicle on the market. Test drive one for yourself at Lexus of Atlantic City. Whether it's new or pre-owned, you'll be more than satisfied. In fact, Lexus is consistently number one when it comes to customer satisfaction. Visit Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. Or you can check Check out their outstanding selection of new, pre-owned, and L-certified pre-owned vehicles on their website, LexusofAtlanticCity.com. That's LexusofAtlanticCity.com. Or, if you want more information, call 609-641-0008. Lexus of Atlantic City, now celebrating their 26th year in the area. A dealership that you'll enjoy. No pressure, no gimmicks, no hassle, no hype. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. And remember, always online at LexusofAtlanticCity.com. The market is up. The market is down. I know from day to day, there's a fair amount of volatility. You worry, I worry. We all worry, but not so much when you have a sound financial plan that doesn't depend completely on the market. Hi, I'm Joe Yakovich with this Money Minute. You'll find some real insights in my new book, The Heart of Your Money, Inspiration for Financial Wellness. In this book, I explain in detail how I approach financial planning, retirement, insurance, and many other topics. 
For a free copy of my book, The Heart of Your Money, simply contact my office at 856-751-1771. That's 856-751-1771. Or you can email me at jayakovic at brokersifs.com. And don't forget, I'm here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 with These Money Minutes. I'm Joe Yakovich with This Money Minute, and thanks for listening. East Coast Roofing and Siding. Hi, I'm Larry Styler. And I'm Sean Styler. In our ever-changing economy, we certainly understand the need for homeowners to watch their spending. But your home is not a place to cut corners. When you're in need of roofing, siding, or windows, place your trust in East Coast for our certified services and installations. Our GAF, Master Elite Contractor Status, provides assurance that you're dealing with a reputable company that can provide you quality roofing products and lifetime warranties. Our certainteed five-star contractor status ensures you'll get the professional siding job that you deserve. Faithfully serving South Jersey since 1979, we can offer you financing options that can help get your project started sooner. So call us now at 609-625-1900 or visit us at eastcoastroofing.com to schedule your free consultation today. If you'll call, we'll show up. East Coast Roofing and Siding. Trust us with your family and home. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 Active Weather Forecast for South Jersey. Very warm and humid this afternoon with clouds and sunshine and a spotty thunderstorm I-89. A thunder shower early tonight in spots, otherwise mainly clear and humid, low 70. Mostly sunny and humid tomorrow with a spotty afternoon thunderstorm, high 86. I'm Active Weather Cheryl Holden on WPG Talk Radio. This is uh, Seth Grossman with about uh, 12 to 13 minutes more of sitting in for John DeMassey here on Talk With a Purpose without John DeMassey. Uh, Phone lines are open 609-407-1450. I'm going to ask you to do a few things for libertyandprosperity.com. If you drive by Summers Point on Shore Road at 453 Shore Road, where you have the Wawa and the Dairy Queen there. That's where uh, Shore Road meets the road to Longport. You'll see that my old Seth Grossman law sign has been taken down. So instead of saying bankruptcies, divorces, wills, and deeds, uh, the sign says do more than vote because voting is not nearly enough uh, to give to our children, grandchildren, nieces, and nephews the American prosperity, opportunity, and freedom that our parents and grandparents gave to us. So uh, I, I urge you to go to our website and read the articles. I urge you to make a donation through that Donate tab at the top or write a check and leave it at the mail slot of the office there, Payable to Liberty and Prosperity. Uh, but the most important thing you could do, read the articles that are posted. And if you don't see an article on, that interests you on the homepage, Just use the search bar to pick almost any topic and you'll see an article. And if you like that article, please, at the bottom, you'll see where you could share it to Facebook. You could share it to Twitter. If you want to share it to some other online site, just copy and paste the link to the article. When you hit uh, share to Twitter, it's very easy to do. If you want help, just give a call uh, or contact us and we'll show you how to do it. Because when you think about 
uh, the barrage of lies and propaganda and misinformation that you see on every TV network, that you see on the top of the line national network news, that you uh, see when you turn on your computer and you see the Microsoft news, the Bing news, the AOL news, the Google news, uh, lie after lie after lie. And all we have is talk radio, local talk radio like this, and uh, organizations like libertyandprosperity.com. Please share the message because I can't do it. I'm blocked. Uh, I used to reach 20 or 30,000 people a week. Uh, Now I'm lucky if I reach three or 400. But if you share these articles, you can go viral. Rich, thanks for your patience. You're on the air. Hey, Seth. How are you? Well, uh, sometimes it's overwhelming, but uh, it is encouraging to meet so many good people on the air like this. Uh, Rich from Northfield. Well, yeah, I'm a big fan of yours. Keep up the great work. I'll get you a check very shortly. Uh, thank you. We could. I, I don't want to tell you how soon we're going to run out of money, but uh, <laughs> please write yeah, that. I don't guess. don't post date that check. Uh, make sure we can put it right in when we get it. Thank you, Rich of Northfield. All there right, what's go. on your mind? I'll get I'll get it to get it to you this week. My question was is uh, or is um, why do you think um, the government is hiring eighty thousand IRS agents? Uh, uh, there's no doubt in my mind. Uh, we have a presidential election coming up, and to to have have that election, candidates running for Congress for president are going to need campaign donations. Now the Democrats already know where their money is going to come from. Their money is going to come from their George Soros's. It's going to come from laundered money from communist China and Russia. Remember the Buddhist monks that Bill Clinton had back when he was in. It's going to come from the teachers' union, where you have uh, uh, 103,000. By the way, could you just turn the volume down of your uh, radio if you have it there? If you have, I hear noise in the background. Uh, so, so the Democrats know that they could force every teacher in New Jersey to pay uh, six to eight, $600 or $800 a year for their political slush fund. Uh, they have the AFL-CIO. They have all the unions. So they know where they're going to get their money. Now, if your business... The problem with uh, America is we have so many complicated laws that to run a successful business in America, everybody is in violation of something, right? So if you have 87,000 IRS agents that uh, you know, get activated just before the presidential election and you have a business, are you going to make a big check – to people who oppose the regime, to a Republican, knowing that if you do, it's public knowledge and that the, uh, you know, whoever's running Joe Biden could sick those agents on you and do to you what they did to Trump or what they did to uh, those three pizza places in Ocean City who who really uh, probably didn't do more than uh, almost any business does because when you're in a struggling business, sometimes people take shortcuts to survive. You take shortcuts to survive. There'll be something they could go back one year, two year, three year, ten years. Uh, they could they could hurt you. That's my uh, yeah. theory, Rich. What's your? Yeah, I, I think you're right. Uh, it's kind of scary to a point. Yeah, not to I, a point. It's scary. It's very scary. We're on the verge of losing everything, and people just go about their 
daily lives like they're sleepwalking. Like, oh, yeah, it's normal for uh, for gasoline to, to double in price. It's normal for electric bills to, to triple so we could build these uh, wind turbines, um, you know, 67 wind turbines off of Ocean City when we don't even know if the five we have in Atlantic City are working or not. I mean, it's crazy, but this is what we're up against. Rich, uh, I look. I look at the. I look at this money that's being sent to uh, the Ukraine in cash. What the? I mean, if we're going to send anything, send uh, weapons. I mean, who, where the hell's the cash going? Uh, in a hideout, so somebody can get it later on. Uh, that that I don't know, but the 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 big uh, money is going right here at home. Uh, you know, like 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 with the uh, the, the student loans, uh, the fact that. That so much of well, that's a whole different topic, which I'm going to go into uh, later. I think I have time to talk about that. Uh, any other point, uh, Rich? We got to take a break. I've, I found out. Okay. No, but keep up the great work. You're doing good work. Thank you so much, Rich of Northfield. When it comes to you and your family's financial wellness, there are so many things to talk about. We could go on forever. To help guide you along the way, Joe Yakovich has written a book called The Heart of Your Money, Inspiration for Financial Wellness. In the book, Joe talks about longevity, inflation, retirement surprises, and many other topics. For your free copy of The Heart of Your Money, call the office of Joe Yakovich at JML Financial at 856-751-1771 or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. And you can listen to Joe Yakovich on Saturdays right here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM. For over 37 years, Joe Yakovich has been helping families throughout the area navigate the difficulties of a sound financial plan. You'll find Joe's approach to be different and not just the cookie cutter methods that are prevalent in today's world. The path to your financial wellness and or retirement starts with a call to Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group. 856-751-1771. 856-751-1771. Or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. Joe Yakovich is registered with and securities and investment advisory services are offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC. Member SIPC. Brokers International Financial services llc is not an affiliated company here's a great way to save money on your food bills join bf mazio's text messaging group you'll receive weekly coupons that can save you money bf mazio asks you to text the word join to 609-853-5666 that's 609-853-5666 bf mazio features the finest fresh fruit and produce you'll find anywhere this week jersey white peaches and jersey tomatoes are fresh and in stock bf mazio 601 new road in northfield online at bfmazio.com and this is Seth Grossman with the final three minutes uh, of Talk with a Purpose without John DeMassey. And because of that, I really don't have time to talk about any of the uh, more detailed topics uh, I wanted to go into. So I'll just give some headlines. If you picked up today's Press of Atlantic City, uh, you'll see that the headline is Repeat Outlaws Offered Options. Uh, so people who... Uh, keep doing crimes over and over again are given options uh, besides like uh, prosecution, uh, punishment, and jail. Talk about what's causing inflation. Uh, One of the greatest things causing inflation is the cost of people stealing from stores. 
So when someone uh, goes into a CVS or a Walgreens or a, you know, the dollar store or your supermarket and just steals stuff, uh, do you realize how low their profit margin is? Do you realize how much theft raises the prices at, at your Wawa or any place else? And then they add the cost that if they catch somebody stealing, then they have to fill out paperwork, uh, replace the employee, pay overtime to another employee, go down to police station uh, to give the evidence, and then they have to testify in court. And then the, uh, the criminal gets released and, and is out shoplifting somewhere else. So how do we fix that? Very simple solution. You lock them up. The maximum sentence is six months in prison Keep them or in jail. Keep them there for six months. If they do it more than once, then it's six months plus six months, and you keep them locked up. If people don't have the disciplined self-control to be in a civilized society, then you remove them from society. But here uh, they're, they're talking about, well, well, we have to meet their needs. We have to look for alternatives to prosecution in jail. Why? And something also related to that in Wildwood. Headline, dressing up downtown because of the shoplifting, because of the crime, because of the high property taxes uh, caused by a whole lot of reasons. Um, stores in Wildwood are going out of business, so they're very proud of the fact that they're having facades to, to make pretend they're nice decorations in front of the shutdown stores. And then uh, the final word on student loans, well, people can't afford uh, college. When I went to college uh, back then, a summer of work on the boardwalk paid for a year of college room board and tuition. Now, a summer work on a boardwalk doesn't even pay 20%. The rising cost of college is at fault. And uh, instead of uh, dealing with the problem of the high cost, we borrow money knowing it will not pay back. But then again, we don't forgive all the loans, just $10,000, just to keep those students who borrowed money dependent on the kindness of Democrats in government uh, till the next election. Seth Grossman, libertyandprosperity.com. I'm out of time. Uh, after the news, Joe Djokovic will talk about your money. Uh, have a great weekend. 95.5 FM and 1450 AM WPTG Atlantic City. WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. The following program is paid for and presented by John DeMassey. The opinions expressed are not those of Town Square Media or station advertisers. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 presents Talk with a Purpose. Join the conversation by calling 609-407-1450. Now, the host of Talk with a Purpose, John DeMassey. Welcome back to Talk with a Purpose, and I am Joe Yakovich, uh, which is a beautiful thing, right? The heart of your money guy, and I'm going to be talking about money this portion. No politics for a minute, which we're pretty much overwhelmed with in itself. But we're going to talk about money, my favorite subject. And uh, we'll have somebody, a couple of people call in. I understand uh, some of my real estate people finding out what's going on in the region and what real estate's doing because we can see the market changing a little bit. Um, in terms of uh, pricing, we're seeing drops and we're seeing interest rates going up. And again, uh, we'll have someone call in. Just to remind all of you, I have three books. Uh, the Heart of Your Money is my first book. Uh, and that book in particular is, is I think, one of the 
books that will appreciate what we do and what we talk about and give you a really a straight and narrow way to plan for your retirement. You know, today I was going to talk about a number of things, but I thought to, to zero it down is about 27 ugly things we need to address in retirement. I'm going to address probably 10 of them today a little bit, and I hope that uh, you'll call in and uh, it would be no problem asking us some questions, but talk with a purpose is what we're going to be dealing with and, and how we deal with money and, and issues with money. You know, I find out a lot of times since, uh, you know, being in, in the business as, as long as I have, 37 years, I've never seen inflation and, re, and this recession approach taking really bite to all of us. I mean, we're looking at $5 gas. Now it's a little less. We're, I mean, actually, I went out and, 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 and bought some lettuce, and I'm not a big shopper, but I do shop, my wife and I, and I, I was looking at $9 for a head of lettuce and going and going to grandmom's house. It used to cost me 20 bucks. Now it's cost me $150 in gas. So, again, these are issues we all need to deal with, and especially when we're in retirement. I mean, retirement is so important. Most of us are going into that situation, and I'm finding more and more issues dealing with retirement. The fact that I wrote a number of, uh, of books um, besides the um, the Heart of Your Money book, uh, we, we really want to focus on tax strategy planning because a lot of t- people I speak with, you know, considering what has been going on over the last, you know, two and a half or so years, we're seeing taxes, you know, it's a necessity that they have to go up. Where they're going to go, I, I do not know. But I want to make sure people are on the right page of this and make sure we're on the right side of this, not on the wrong side. And again, uh, the fact that I wrote a number of these books, I want people to call in and be more than happy to get their name and number, and we'll send you uh, one of the books that we've written. Uh, you know, one of the things I talk to people about all the time is what can derail you in retirement? You know, and I ask people if it's okay with them, if I get permission to recognize red flags that could really cause you major problems and havoc. And these are issues that people never look at. When I'm looking at people's money, I'm not just looking at their money, I'm looking at their overall plan of action, what income strategy, what tax strategies they have. And more importantly, you know, do they believe that the looking at their money, will they have enough to retire comfortably in the future? Now, if you understand what is taking place, folks, with inflation, if you look at the the standardized number out there, we're looking at eight, nine, ten percent inflation, and not not counting food and gas and electric and all those other things that we're dealing with. You know, where is inflation headed, and how long? Is it going to be? Now, we always joke with people, you know, the rule of 72, you take a number, you divide it into 72, and that will basically tell us how many years your money will double. But if you flip the coin and you do the same analogy, that will also be how many years your money will be cut in half. So we need to be aware of that situation because inflation will erode our income strategy. The the philosophy has always been, you know, growth, 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 and over the last... I don't know, 14 years, the market's just only but going up. That's been an anomaly. That, that is normally not the case, folks. And I've been doing this, like I said, for seven, 37 years. I came from Wall Street, so I can give you a real, a really nice background when it comes to those things. But at the end of the day, I also have a major background in insurance planning. And dealing with this, you need to understand. So the first thing I'm going to talk about a little bit today is, you know, Social Security. What is the best time to take it? You know, people ask me, you know, should I take it at 62? Should I wait till full retirement? Should I wait till 70? You know, my first question to you 
is how's your family history in terms of health wise? You know, have you looked at those things in terms of your mom and dad? Now, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to happen to you because lifestyle is also important and genes are also important. But you need to start to address these things because this is part of the overall income that you need to be looking at in terms of retirement. The other thing is I want people to fully comprehend that taking advantage of all the tax savings that are out there, you know, the 401k, the 403b. Now, if you have a 401k Roth, which is really the ultimate goal, and if you have it matched, that's even better. But this is where the old philosophy that I share with people, would you rather pay tax on the seed or the crop? Now, think about it for a second. Would you rather pay tax on the seed at a small amount or pay tax on the crop? And we do not know, folks what taxes will be in the future. Considering the baby boomers coming out in droves, the baby boomers themselves uh, have not saved enough money, and they're looking most of the time at Social Security. We need to save as fast, as quickly as possible. And the other flip side of that, what are they saying? That used to be the old cliche, save in the equity market, the stock market. But that, again, is scary because you have a volatile market you're taking place, and you're seeing interest rates going up, which means the bonds that you owned at one time on a traditional 60-40 are going down. So it's the first time in a long, long time that now you have a, a declining stock market and a declining bond market. So what do you do? Where do you put your money? That's the biggest question. So you, for us, we put together a nice plan so you understand there's a direction. I don't care if you use us or the people you're talking to, but make sure someone is speaking to you and understanding the under of what's going on with the market itself in general globally because it's no longer in in our backyard it's all over the world in terms of what's happening and make sure you take advantage of all these potential plans that you have the other thing i talk to people about a ton of it is life insurance you know should you have it? Do you buy term? Do you buy whole life? Do you buy equity indexes? You know, these are questions that you need to address. And now, more than ever, folks, if you really start to analyze some of these contracts, the old life insurance contracts are history. Now they have insurance contracts that actually have chronic care built into the contract. Actually, long-term care built in so you can exercise that in the event of something would happen. And something else you need to understand. This is a really interesting situation because insurance has been around for, you know, a couple hundred years. And think about it. Insurance, the buildup, if you're buying or purchasing in it with cash value built up, you realize you can take that money out tax-free. You have another I wouldn't necessarily a loophole, but most people do not talk about life insurance. See, I believe that if you do it correctly, the life insurance is what you leave to your spouse or your family, not your money. I want people to spend their money in retirement. Now, you don't normally hear that. It's kind of contradictory to our business because a lot of us want the money to be put into a fund or some managed portfolio where we all receive a percentage on that money. But my job is to make sure you have enough money to retire comfortably and never run out. 
So you have to understand the, the strategy here. And it is a strategy. This is a game we're playing because it's constantly changing. We've been hit with a lot of different things. The ideologies of what's happening in our, in our world, uh, the inflation numbers, the tax situation, the, the zombie companies that have been fed to believe that these companies are so much better and they're really nothing more than shells. And we're now seeing that. We're seeing 40, 50, 80% drop in some of these companies in value. Now, if you have those companies, then you probably do, maybe are unaware of, they're in your portfolio. They're in your 401k. They're in your 403b. They're in your 457. I call it the four jumps. The four jumps are all the controlling interest of the government. They tell you when to take it out. They tell you how much you're allowed to put in. And now the game has changed. It's no longer at seven and a half. You have to take the money out by 72. But the Secures Act that the government just implemented just recently, now when you not only take it out, upon your demise, if it goes to your spouse, it's one thing, it's tax-free. But when it goes to your children, they must. It used to be the stretch IRA, whether you can take the money out for the, the children's um, full life expectancy, that's gone. They must now, by law, take the money out over 10 years. So you need to be on top of that, and you need to be speaking with people that are not just interested in your uh, money, interested in other things, you know, making sure you have enough income, making sure your tax situation is done correctly, making sure you even have a simple will. We have a, uh, last week we had Ron Capuccio on, uh, as a estate planning attorney on talking about trust and wills and some fundamentals. Cause I ask people all the time when I meet with them, when's the last time you had your, your wills updated? Oh, I had it updated when my kids were four and now they're, you know, 40. Hold on. There's something wrong here. We need to have things looked at, especially when you're sitting down with someone like myself to make sure Nothing is derailed because anything is potentially possible, folks. I just want to make sure you know that. Number four, saving as much as possible and live with in your means. We don't have that problem. Man, we, I think we live way, way over our means. And, and we need to be understanding what's happening. 64% of the Americans have less than $10,000 saved for retirement. Can you believe that? 64%. Of Americans, less than $10,000 saved in retirement. What are they waiting for? I don't understand this. So I want people to fully comprehend when we're talking about money, not only money, but what strategies and what tax situations and seeing what is taking place in our environment now, because we just saw just recently, for those of you that follow the stock market, we just seen it get banged up pretty well yesterday. You know, the Dow was down a 1,000. The S&P was down. The NASDAQ was down. Every one, all the sectors were down more than 3%. Now, you said it's no big deal, Joe Yakovich. I can buy on the dips. Well, that might be the case. But what if you were taking income at the same time that the dips were taking place? So you need to have a place of those dollars they're having income, so you'll never have to worry about that. And we use a lot of different vehicles for that. And we're going to talk about that throughout the, uh, throughout the day today. Other things I need you to be aware of. Should retired people invest in not only total return type of strategies, should they not only focus on stock appreciation more now than ever before, but let's be specific. 
maybe some dividend-producing stocks besides good money managers. You have to pick good money managers, folks, because the managers today, either they're sidetracked with certain things that maybe they're forced to do by the companies. So you want to really evaluate it. Sometimes you want to get a second opinion on certain things. And that's a really interesting concept that I have with clients because they come up to me, I'm well taken care of. I go, well, would you mind if I do an analysis of your money? And sometimes they go, yeah, I'm okay with that. When I see what they have, I almost get sick to my stomach. It's the traditional cookie cutter plan that I see. The old 60-40 blends, the 60% in equity, they don't know what type of equity they have, and 40% in bonds. Now, understand the teeter-totter concept is that when the market goes up, or in this case, when the interest rates go up, your bond prices go down. So I'm actually looking at and seeing bond pricing and bond portion of the portfolio are down anywhere between 25 and 40%. What is it going to take to recover to get back to equal? That's a concern of mine, especially if you're in a income strategy. Remember, income is not only what you get, it's what you keep, what you keep. So you're seeing this happening now with taxes starting to be the buzzword out there more than ever. So income strategies instead of the old bond portfolio. So what do you, and, and people ask me, well, Joe Yakovich, how do you do that? How do you get around that? Well, by law, because I am fiduciary, and a fiduciary means that I put the clients first by law and not the company that I work with or represent. That's important. You need to have a fiduciary responsibility and the clients or, in this case, the the people you're speaking with, in my case, my 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 peers. You, meet, you need to have a, a different way of thinking today. And it's got to be thought about where instead of representing the companies, represent the client's best interest. And what we try to do with our clients is sit down with them, have a conversation. Now, I have a team of experts I surround myself with, but more importantly, I have my wife and my son. We work as a team. It's our family helping your family. But more importantly, we can appreciate certain things when we have clients come into our office or we do Zoom meetings. We do financial educational Zoom meetings all over the country. We do them local. But we want to teach people how to retire comfortably. And the biggest concern of mine and a lot of clients I talk to is running out of money. Will you have enough money to keep the lifestyle that you're accustomed to going on for a long time. Now, longevity is in our midst right now. And we see that more and more. You know, life expectancy is somewhere about 80 plus years old. So what does that mean to all of us? How it will affect us moving forward in the future? Are you, are you divided on what you're doing and how you're doing it? Are you speaking with your spouse? Or you're speaking with your children. So these are things that I'm finding out. The other thing I realized that 70% of the people, believe it or not, over the age of 65, will need, and I don't like to tell you this one, long-term care at some point. Now, this is according to the U.S. Department of Health and Human Resources Services. So we need to get into a mindset. I'm a big believer of exercise. You know, get physical, exercise. So this definitely will not happen to all of us. But again, going back to what I said, long-term care is an issue. And if you don't prepare for it, I can't imagine your children taking care of you in the future. Sometimes I call this the sandwich generation. 
we are having kids still taking taking care of them, being they're still coming back home and, and staying with you. And then you have looking at your parents that also you're taking care of them also. So this is a costly, costly time of our lives. You know, and you have to make this hard decision. What do I do? Do I take care of my kids or do I take care of my parents? The sandwich generation. And it's hard to kind of juggle that, but it's costly. And it costs a lot. I mean, think about it. Even the schooling today. And we're hearing this with the Biden giving away 10000 which he's not allowed to do. They're going to pass the law. And we just throw things out there like it's no big deal. But school costs. Remember, you can borrow for college, but you cannot borrow for retirement. I don't want people to really fully understand that one because a lot of times we want to pay for our kids' education, which is fine. But remember, that's taken away from your own retirement. I did a calculation not too long ago for my own uh, my own daughter. And I said to myself, you know, really, how much did it cost me for her to go to school? She went to undergrad and grad school. How much did it really net cost me? Do the math, folks. The math was probably somewhere $100,000. And, and that's a low number. But if you time that by four or 5% and you time that by 30 years, that's a kind of over a million dollars that I spent that I could have had for my wife and I for our own retirement plan that I gave to my daughter. And I was able to do that. And I, that was nice of me as a parent. But again, folks, it's costly to pay for kids' education where you deviate from that idea and you do not put a, that money away for your own retirement. So I want people to really understand when it comes to these type of strategies, you really need to look at the holistic view of what you're doing. I, I, I actually, I talk to clients all the time and they go, I still taking care of my kid. I'm still paying for their costs. I'm still paying for their school. So it is something that we want to be able to talk to, um, when we come back from the break. Let me, uh, just mention to you, we're going to go on a break. We're going to be coming back shortly and I'll look forward to talking to all of you. So I want to talk with a purpose with Joe Yakovich. Joe Yakovich is registered with and securities and investment advisory services are offered through Brokers International Financial Services LLC, member SIPC. Brokers International Financial Services LLC is not an affiliated company. When it comes to you and your family's financial wellness, there are so many things to talk about. We could go on forever. To help guide you along the way, Joe Yakovich has written a book called The Heart of Your Money, Inspiration for Financial Wellness. In the book, Joe talks about longevity, inflation, retirement surprises, and many other topics. For your free copy of The Heart of Your Money, call the office of Joe Yakovich at JML Financial at 856-751-1771 or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. And you can listen to Joe Yakovich Saturdays here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM. For over 37 years, Joe Yakovich has been helping families throughout the area navigate the difficulties of a sound financial plan. You'll find Joe's approach to be different and not just the cookie-cutter methods that are prevalent in today's world. The path to your financial wellness and or retirement starts with a call to Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group. 856-751-1771. 856-751-1771. Or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. 
If you're interested in driving one of the finest automobiles on the market today, then you'll want to check out all of the fabulous new and pre-owned Lexus at Lexus of Atlantic City. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. Driving a Lexus is like no other vehicle on the market. Test drive one for yourself at Lexus of Atlantic City. Whether it's new or pre-owned, you'll be more than satisfied. In fact, Lexus is consistently number one when it comes to customer satisfaction. Visit Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. Or you can check out their outstanding selection of new, pre-owned, and L-certified pre-owned vehicles on their website, LexusofAtlanticCity.com. That's LexusofAtlanticCity.com. Or, if you want more information, call 609-641-0008. Lexus of Atlantic City, now celebrating their 26th year in the area. A dealership that you'll enjoy. No pressure, no gimmicks, no hassle, no hype. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. And remember, always online at LexusofAtlanticCity.com. We are in a mental health crisis. Drug overdoses, suicides, and alcohol-related deaths are skyrocketing. If you're struggling with alcohol or drugs, call Recovery Centers of America right now at 1-888-RECOVERY, and our team will answer immediately, talk to you about your struggles, and figure out the best course of treatment to get you better. Because we want you in recovery for life. While in treatment at one of our outstanding facilities located near you, you will benefit from specialized programs, 24-hour medical care, master's-level clinicians, and and experienced, supportive staff. If outpatient treatment is right for you, our full spectrum of care is available either in person or virtually. And because we know that addiction impacts families as well, we offer support groups, family therapy, and webinars. Every day, thousands of patients get treated at Recovery Centers of America and go on to live happy and meaningful lives. Don't wait. We answer the phone and admit patients 24-7, including on weekends and holidays. So call 1-888-RECOVERY today. That's 1-888-RECOVERY. Welcome back to Talk with a Purpose with Joe Yakovich filling in for John DeMazzi. Remember, 609-407-1450. That's 609-407-1450. As I was talking about the 27 ugly things that people do in retirement, I'm going to mention 10 of them because I could be here all week of talking about that. But I want to mention the three books, the one book we, part of our show uh, before I came on, uh, eight, eight o'clock it was the heart of your money. And then the, the second book I've written was the bulletproof your financial plan. And the last one was wealth beyond taxes. The reason I love these books and they're easy to read folks. Believe me, when you call in, you get a, the book is delivered to you immediately. You get an idea on where I came from in the business being 37 years ago. You'll get a chance to, in one of the books, uh, we do a little video. You can uh, click on it and, and, and download it immediately. They kind of let you know that what our intentions are with people. We're more interested in holistic planning. It's not looking at just your money. We need to look at a lot of different things. We, we bring in our specialty people that we surround ourselves with, the attorneys, the accountants, the Medicare folks that will help you get the right, you know, instrument predicated on what we're talking about. So everything is customized. That's just, This is not a cookie-cutter approach. I've been doing this a long time. You know, my background being in playing sports at all times. But I really started to really resonate every in this way when I saw what happened to my uh, my mother you know my father was uh worked 35 years in a company we retired and unfortunately when he got getting ready to retire he picked it you know the checked off the box and no lo and behold um he got a pension plan for the you know for pretty much the rest of his life he thought but unfortunate um you know he passed in one year 
And unfortunate in this case, left my mother with no money, destitute, and she had to start go back to work in her later 50s. So I saw that up close and personal when I'm dealing with uh, money. So uh, being what I do every day, you know, it, it excites me. I'm passionate about it. You can tell it in my voice. But I love what I do, and I do what I love, and I want to make sure people never make the same mistake that my mom and dad made. And that's really, and that's been a long time, folks. So I just want to share that with you because it is important. There's a passion, and there's a reason why I do what I do. we got a caller here, uh, Rich, right, from Northfield. Hey, Rich, what's yeah. up, bud? How's it going? I never had a bad day in my hey, life, um, Rich. Oh, beautiful. I'm out here on the end. And behind Longford, I'm uh, right with you. I'm right. I'll be right there with you. Give me a give me a couple minutes, Rich. I'll be right behind you. <laughs> there you go. There's absolutely gorgeous out here. We just started hitting them. The tide just switched, so uh, life's good out here. Amen, brother. That's nice to hear that. Um, my question is: Is that what? What is your opinion about this Fed's uh, uh, philosophy uh, with? Uh, Targeting two uh, percent inflation as the target, uh, with uh, increasing these rates for the mortgages and other rates. Do you think that's pretty aggressive? Two percent. Oh yeah. Well, I, Rich, in, in terms of what I do, and you can see, you know, one of the things. If uh, we're going to send you a book, we're going to get your email. We're going to shoot it out to you if you like. Uh, you know what? What I do, Rich, is I have three buckets of money when I talk to people. Some people have 401ks and IRAs and, and 403bs. We call that the taxable bucket. Then you have the middle bucket, which is the kind of moderate bucket. You have stocks, bonds, you have uh, real estate. Then you have the tax-free bucket, which is the Roth IRAs and the um, and the real estate, and some in some cases, and the life insurance. So I have to get the, the philosophy down pat so you know, besides where we invest the money, it's what bucket of money are we going to pull from eventually. That's a major concern. The other thing is, Rich, I, I still believe the equity market is the best vehicle on the planet. It's just a question of you, you can't put all your eggs in the equity market, especially being... 55 or so. I'm not here to make you Gordon Gecko. I'm afraid to tell you that. I'm here to make sure you have an income strategy that when the market goes down like it has, you say, well, Joe, I'm not touching that, that money. I'm touching my income bucket of money. Now that's what we use there, Rich, and I'm very, you know, open with it. I use equity index funds. Now let me share with you in a second how that works. It, it's a insurance contract that allows you to protect yourself on the downside. It's almost like having emergency brakes on your money. And on the upside, it's in the indexes, different type of indexes. So you might have the S&P, the Russell, the Dow, and these are indexes that you're tied into. So when the market does good up, you get good. If the market goes down, you get 0%. So it protects you from the downside of the market. I truly believe, Rich, and I own it myself at my age, and I have everyone anytime over the age of 50, 55, and I put some of their money, not all their money, but some of their money in this strategy because for us, you and I, when you say, well, Joe Yakovich, I need an income or I need to take my, get my hands on that money. And if you have a down market, Rich, this could wipe you out very quickly, a decreasing market. And we're seeing more and more of that, Rich, 
because over the last, what, 15 years or 14 years, I, I think people seem to forget 08 or 03 what happened. You know, or even in the 70s, you, you saw some of this stuff. But you need to be diversified in a way, Rich, to make sure that we're not going back to no 2% inflation number for a long time. So forget about that. But every time we see these numbers with inflation, for anyone in retirement, it's devastation. I mean, I don't have to tell you. You go out there and, and you buy food and gas and your electric bill and your gas bill, and it's not going down. You know, it's going up. And that chews into your income, the lifestyle. Now, if you have a lot of money, you really don't care. When I say a lot of money, you know, I talk to people and I say, well, you got a million dollars. Well, if I had to do it over again, I want two million. And then I talk to people who have two million. They go, well, what would you do? How do you feel safe about two million? No, no, no. I need four million. And they go, well, and the people that have four million, how do you feel about having four million? You think you'd be pretty safe for retirement? No, no, I need eight million. So what happens is you get to a $10 million mark, which we don't have, all of us, very, very, very thin air there. And if, if the name of few, but most of the people that I deal with are in that, you know, that 300 to $3 million asset class and that's excluding or including the, your real estate. So, and I use real estate as a sidebar down the future because I say if, if we have anything to do with it, we could do a reverse mortgage. Not to say you have to do it, but it's a, it's a lifeline if you need it equity and it's all tax free money. Now for me, for you, the greatest tool in America would you back it up with life insurance policy. It's unfortunate we're all going to die someday. I'm, uh, we don't live forever. That's, that's the downside of this. So you need to put a plan together, Rich, and you need a, someone that understands the plan holistically. You need to have a safety net around your stuff, and you need to have guardrails. And, and if these guardrails are set up where you and I are having a conversation about your money and about income, and about taxes, and about growth. It, it changes the whole dichotomy, Rich. It changes the whole, whole relationship with you and I. Now, I will, if you go on my website, Rich, at JML Financial Group, you will see testimonials, which I just were able to get just recently because I'm securities licensed. I'm Series 7 securities licensed, and I'm fiduciary. And I have a couple of docs on there, and I have a, a senator on there, that, you know, will tell you, and, 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 and it, I can't imagine when I did this, it would turn out as well as it did, but it was nothing more than just having a conversation like I'm having with you and saying, how do you feel about what we've done? And I'm very open to people speaking with me and giving me their side of the coin and saying, how do you feel about that? What do you think? And what do you feel that's going to happen in the future? And I let them make their own decisions. I'm not here to force you to make my decision. But what I do, Rich, which I'm really proud of, I asked you when I speak with you to take notes because it's your truth. See, if I don't ask you to take notes with me, then it's nothing more than an objection. But if I ask you, Rich, do me a favor, take notes as we speak together. Because I can come back to you, no different if you're a sports person, and then call you out and say, Rich, you told me this. Has it changed? And why did it change? Do you believe taxes are going to go up? Yes, Joe, I think taxes are going to go up. And you write that down. So I come back to you and say, Rich, remember we talked about taxes? You thought they were going up. This is the reason why we are doing this strategy. Rich, how do you believe? So I asked you, how do you believe? What's your belief system? Because everyone's a little different. But I want to make sure, Rich, when I'm talking to people, 
I'm looking at the big picture. I'm at 30,000 foot view with you. And I'm looking at everything. I'm looking at your children. I'm looking at your, your, if your mom and dad's still alive, does that mean anything? It means something to me. And I'm also asking you a question about your children. Why? Because I want to know the relationship that you have with them. Because eventually, eventually, you'll have to sit down with them to decide on how you want to transfer your assets potentially. Either they go to them or they go to the IRS or the government, or a long-term care facility. I do not want to be part of that. If I can be authentic to you and give you choices and options, you and I will have a relationship forever. And that's what I do every single day, Rich. Every day, nothing different. I, I don't deviate from that. I'm very open with you, and I'm very holistic about what we do. So if you like to receive our book, uh, give uh, Chris, Big Chris, your uh, your contact information, and we'll contact you. If not contact you, we'll send you out our book either via, um, you know, actually physical book or send you our ebook. Whatever choice you like. He dropped. Gone. He's gone. He's gone. He left us, but he heard us. That's all that matters, and that's what I would do, and that's what we do all the time. It's it's, it's having a blast doing this and doing as long as I've had. It is just phenomenal for me. I mean, phenomenal. I say phenomenal. It's like phenomenal. I can't tell you how much I enjoy this because people need to really get the truth out. I mean, if this is not a objective situation to try to sell people things, that's not the case here. If you're open for new information and new directions, and especially now with the market being what it is with inflation, and everybody's talking about inflation, recession, where are we, you know, and so forth. And then you have a volatile market. And then you have an issue with, you know, what do you believe these stocks? Some of these stocks are just, like I said, been down 70, 80, 90%. I mean, the recovery is almost impossible. You know, so you think your thinkings are a little different than they used to be back in the day, where you actually bought fundamentals. Today, that doesn't happen. And for those of you that I sit with, I will share with you what a P.E. ratio is, a P.E. ratio on how the stocks right now, the market is overvalued substantially. So for those of you that are in your, you know, 50s or 60s, are you okay of purchasing overvalued markets knowing that it could go the other way? That's your choice. But if you're in a situation where you have to save as much as possible, specifically for retirement, you need to have some safety, some conservative safe money. I'm not saying all of it has to be safe. I'm saying some of it must be safe purposely for when the time comes for you to pull the trigger because you will be pulling the trigger eventually and because trying to help your parents and helping your adult children. And we're seeing the numbers uh, that somewhere about a little less than 80% of the parents continue to support their adult children. And these are prime time years for people to make the most amount of money and put a most amount of money away for themselves. This is the concerning interest of mine. And, and it really, really is something you really need to sit down with yourself. The other thing I talk to people about in the hour I'm on with talk with a purpose is that you have to have conversations with your children, one about the end-of-life care decisions, you know, and nobody wants to think about this. This is like uh, the ugly truth about retirement. And the other thing is wealth transfer. 
you know, like I just spoke with one of my friends and, I, and he was talking his, and his parents had a little less than a million dollars in a bunch of 401ks and IRAs. And I said, you realize you're eligible for 16000 per um, child for your, your parents to give away per person. So he got 32,000, actually 165. He got, uh, he got six 32,000. His two sisters each got 32,000 from his mom or dad. I try to deplete the estate because when they, when they pass and they're both in their nineties, one, I think one's 89 and one's 94. It's going to be a, you know, uncle Sam could take some of that. If one of them should happen, go into a nursing home. And if they, in, in this particular situation, the health insurance covers some, but if you go into a nursing home, folks, that's a big cost. And it's not only a big cost, but it's, you know, it's devastating to the family. And it really is disturbing when I see this because you could have made real simple decisions prior than you doing this. I try to get my clients, especially the older clients I deal with, start to talk about it five years out before they start to get bad. I want to have conversations with folks, you know, earlier in the process. And it's hard because it's a difficult subject to have. That's why we always are talking about real estate and what to do with the real estate and how to, you know, how to combat that situation. But again, my desire is also really focused because of my mother's situation is help the female, the woman in retirement. They're the ones that will outlive all of us. So I just want to make sure when we start to do planning for all this, it, it, the woman is so important, and we specialize more than ever with women. We're going to take a small break here with Chris. We'll be right back, and we'll come right back with you with Talk With a Purpose with Joe Yakovich. In these unusual economic times, do you wonder what to do with your money? If you have questions about retirement planning, IRAs, 401ks, tax planning, or any other type question, then listen to The Heart of Your Money. Heard every Saturday from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM. Featuring noted author and financial expert Joe Yakovich. The Heart of Your Money will focus on you, your family, and the best ways for you to navigate your financial portfolio. That's every Every Saturday, 8 a.m. to 9 a.m., The Heart of Your Money with Joe Yakovich here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM, South Jersey's talk station. East Coast Roofing and Siding. Hi, I'm Larry Styler. And I'm Sean Styler. In our ever-changing economy, we certainly understand the need for homeowners to watch their spending. But your home is not a place to cut corners. When you're in need of roofing, siding, or windows, place your trust in East Coast for our certified services and installations. Our GAF, Master Elite Contractor Status, provides assurance that you're dealing with a reputable company that can provide you quality roofing products and lifetime warranties. Our CertainTeed 5-Star Contractor Status ensures you'll get the professional siding job that you deserve. Faithfully serving South Jersey since 1979, we can offer you financing options that can help get your project started sooner. So call us now at 609-625-1900 or visit us at eastcoastroofing.com to schedule your free consultation today. If you'll call, we'll We'll show show up. up. East Coast Roofing and Siding. Trust us with your family and home. 
Here's a great way to save money on your food bills. Join BF Mazio's text messaging group. You'll receive weekly coupons that can save you money. BF Mazio asks you to text the word JOIN to 609-853-5666. That's 609-853-5666. BF Mazio features the finest fresh fruit and produce you'll find anywhere. This week, Jersey white peaches and Jersey tomatoes are fresh and in stock. BF Mazio, 601 New Road in Northfield. Online at bfmazio.com. Your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 AccuWeather Forecast for South Jersey. Very warm and humid this afternoon with clouds and sunshine and a spotty thunderstorm I-89. A thunder shower early tonight in spots, otherwise mainly clear and humid low 70. Mostly sunny and humid tomorrow with a spotty afternoon thunderstorm I-86. I'm AccuWeather Cheryl Bolden on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Welcome back to Talk With a Purpose with Joe Yakovich. We're on every Saturday from 9 to 12 with John DeMazzi. I'm filling in for John for an hour or so. The number here is 609-407-1450 at 609-407-1450. And uh, we're going to be talking about money. This is the portion of the show where I come on the uh, once a, a month to talk about money. My show is the heart of your money. And I'm on every Saturday from 8 to 9, same station. And uh, we talk about money on uh, those times. I mentioned to all of us, you have the heart of your money, bulletproof your financial plan, and wealth beyond taxes. If you call in, you'll get a you'll get a free book delivered right to you. And if you have any questions, just give us a shout back. We have DJ from Summer Point on. Hey, DJ, what's up, bud? Uh, not too much. Uh, I got a question. Maybe you know it. Maybe you don't, because you you know money. <laughs> Just a uh, little bit. <laughs> yeah, a little. Yeah, but uh, Social Security. Yes, sir. Can you explain the rationale on why Social Security sticks it to people? Well, what happened? In- <laughs> I can only explain this to you. You know, in 1935, whatever it was, they you know they they passed this law to help people retire, and the the purpose of it was as a supplement to give people you know an income because you know not everyone had no one had 401ks or 403bs or all, all these things. They didn't have IRAs, and if you think about it, back then they didn't have mutual funds. I mean, the stock market was relatively you know new. For the average person, I'm talking about the average person. So when when the '70s came into place, you know, then you started to have uh, the pension situation diversion because you always back, always had prior to that had pensions. Like my dad had a pension, and unfortunately, you know, he didn't have to make a decision on you know what he was going to do when he retired. And with him, unfortunately, he picked the wrong checked off the wrong box, and mom got anything. Didn't get a, didn't get a dime. So. One of the reasons I got in the business, and more importantly than any reason why, was like, wow, that should never happen to anybody. So when I'm talking to someone like yourself, and I'm talking about your money, I'm including Social Security in the the equation because it's something that's uh, never going to go away. They just continue to feed it differently. You know, I wish it was more intuitive when it comes to inflation costs and the true cost of inflation, not just them fickle number they came up with. But again, it, it's a cost. If you look at, uh, you know, the debt that we're faced with, uh, DJ, I mean, <laughs> you know, back in the day, when I say back in the day, I'm talking in the 70s and so forth, uh, you know, 
the debt was almost nil. Now it's you're way over thirty trillion, and we're running at a a little less than two trillion every year. So we're out. We're spending more than we take in. And uh, if you look up David Walker, he was the comptroller when uh, when Ronald Reagan was in. He made that choice. He says we need to stop spending money, and you're seeing it. Republican and Democrat, they spend too much than we take in. We got to stop this spending nightmare because it's going to, it's starting to catch up to us. And, and that's a big concern because he, he talked about it all the time. We could literally default on some of the things that we're doing. And one of the things that I'm concerned with is that we're no longer and could be in the next 10 years fall out of face with the, being the superpower of the world. So the question becomes with social security is one of those things where, and I believe this depending on your situation, when do you collect it? So if you're telling me mom and dad had short lifespans, you might say to me, well, Joe, maybe 62 is the number to, to pick from. But if you tell me, you know, mom and dad have lived pretty well, or, you know, further on along, you might say to yourself, if I'm pretty decent shape, you might take it at full retirement. Now, me personally, because of what I do professionally, I'm going to take it at 70 because there's an 8% increase each and every year on the benefit. And I don't need the money. I don't, I'm not being a wise guy. I'm just letting you know I have other sources of income. But I've saved, Rich. I mean, uh, DJ, I, I've been saving, you know, since I was, you know, a young guy, whatever. I was saving IRAs. I was saving a life insurance. And I was always saving. I was, my philosophy is, and I share that with you and I'll share it with your children and children. Every dollar you make, Rich, I mean, DJ, you put away 15 cents. You make a dollar, you spend 85 cents. And 15 cents, you put into a shorter long-term situation. And you don't touch it. Don't even look at it. And if you did that, and if you will do that, you will be where you're supposed to be in terms of what we're trying to do. But in Social Security, it's you're going to get it. You can't stop it. Um, people always tell me, well, you think they'll go bust? No, they're not going to bust it because they'll raise something. You know, we'll end up, we end up paying for it anyway because at one time, if you recall, DJ, we never had to pay tax on your Social Security. So when I'm doing calculations with people, it's one of those provisional incomes. That's why I'm always recommending Roth IRAs or insurances or tax-free because when you get a Social Security payment, you realize it's taxable. And if you have any other income coming to you, it also raises the overall plan of your Social Security and your Medicare and your taxes. So when you go into a meeting with me, if you have the right information, I can almost dissect this very quickly on what the best strategy would be, not product, but the best strategy would be predicated on what you have going on, you know, healthy-wise, uh, children, uh, married, and those type of things, pensions, non-pensions. And when I sit with you, it's really a quick assessment of what I'm looking at quickly, and you'll see for yourself that what makes the most amount of sense by me asking you these type of questions. Do you have longevity in your family? Uh, how do you feel about postponing? Do you need the money now? So every every question is customized for that individual. But with Social Security, you know, they did it so long ago. Now it's, you know, a lot of people, I mean, uh, DJ, is the fact that this is really crazy when I tell you this. They depend, so many people depend on just living on Social Security and never, ever save. 
And when the trans... I realize that. Yeah, and it's sad because in the 70s, everybody had a pension plan. Pension plans are not around anymore. So that's the biggest concern. This is this is this is my concern. This is my complaint. Nope. I get Social Security. My wife gets Social Security. Right. All right. We're in our seventies. We planned ahead. Right. All right. We're not at the low end. We're not at the high end. All right. We can do this. We can do that. But what I don't understand is that when I think it's the windfall profit tax because I was a public employee. Right. And my employer did not take Social Security out when I was mm. on the payroll. And I understood that. But they said, oh, don't worry. When you retire, you'll have more than enough time to get Social Security, qualify for Medicare, et cetera, et cetera. I said, fine. All right. So I went, when I retired, all right, I went out, got a job, worked, paid Social Security, got my account every year. So when I went to uh, collect, and I waited at 62, 62, I, it was a joke. Right. Waited till 66, and they said, well, you know what? You got, I'm going to round, round up. Right. You got about $1,000 coming to you. All right. Hey, but yeah, the next question is, do you have a pension? Yes. Oh, well, we're going to take about 45% right. Right. of that 1000 right off the top because you got a pension. And I go... That doesn't seem fair. I'm not asking for full Social Security, but that's what I paid into it. Right. Shouldn't I be getting? Oh, well, no, you got a pension. All right. And when we take the 45% off, now you're going to have to pay that monthly Medicare cost. Yep. Uh, That's fine. And then when all said and done, I'm getting less than $500 a month. How can that be fair? I paid into it. Right. We, you and I can have this conversation until we're blue in the face. But let me get, I want to cut you loose because I got to get back to the next six minutes of the show. But if you contact me directly, we'll have this conversation going. Cool. We're back. We're back. Right, Chris? Well, we want to make sure, but, and he's very important for you to um, understand because we are concerned with Social Security and how they uh, how they dictate what goes on and what goes on, especially with folks like this. We're going to take one more final break, correct, Chris? And we'll be back in a few minutes. With a- when it comes to you and your family's financial wellness, there are so many things to talk about. We could go on forever. To help guide you along the way, Joe Yakovich has written a book called The Heart of Your Money, Inspiration for Financial Wellness. In the book, Joe talks about longevity, inflation, retirement surprises, and many other topics. For your free copy of The Heart of Your Money, call the office of Joe Yakovich at JML Financial at 856-751-1771 or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. And you can listen to Joe Yakovich on Saturdays here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM. For over 37 years, Joe Yakovich has been helping families throughout the area navigate the difficulties of a sound financial plan. You'll find Joe's approach to be different and not just the cookie-cutter methods that are prevalent in today's world. The path to your financial wellness and or retirement starts with a call to Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group. 856-751-1771. 856-751-1771. Or 
or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. Joe Yakovich is registered with and securities and investment advisory services are offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC, member SIPC. Brokers International Financial Services, LLC is not an affiliated company. We are in a mental health crisis. Drug overdoses, suicides, and alcohol-related deaths are skyrocketing. If you're struggling with alcohol or drugs, call Recovery Centers of America right now at 1-888-RECOVERY and our team will answer immediately, talk to you about your struggles, and figure out the best course of treatment to get you better. Because we want you in recovery for life. While in treatment at one of our outstanding facilities located near you, you will benefit from specialized programs, 24-hour medical care, master's level clinicians, and experienced supportive staff. If outpatient treatment is right for you, our full spectrum of care is available either in person or virtually. And because we know that addiction impacts families as well, we offer support groups, family therapy, and webinars. Every day, thousands of patients get treated at Recovery Centers of America and go on to live happy and meaningful lives. Don't wait. We answer the phone and admit patients 24-7, including on weekends and holidays. So call 1-888-RECOVERY today. That's 1-888-RECOVERY. Welcome back to Talk with a Purpose with Joe Yakovich, 609-407-1450. I have a call I'm going to take before we jump off here. Jim. Jim? Hey, Joe. How are you? Good, good, good. How you doing today, Jim? You got a couple of seconds before we sign off? Okay. Great, great show. I just want to say one thing. I hadn't heard you mention this, but filing at 65 is in an option. It's a must. And I never knew that. So I was just going to wait till I turned 67. Well, I got penalized for the rest of my life. Yes. Waiting for not coming in at 65. And I had no idea. He called me stupid. But no one ever told me. I never got a letter in the mail with red lettering on it saying, you must do this at 65. And now I'm screwed for the rest of my life. Once a month, they take me out of my check. I'm going to cut you off, Jim. I'm going to say one thing to you. And you did did me a favor by transferring me out here uh, of the show. You remember one thing. The Social Security Department will not help you. You need to go to someone like myself or someone specialized in Social Security. At least have those conversations because once you make the decision, it's over with you. Over. So I want people to really understand it because it is a, an issue that's really important for you to understand, especially when you're making that final decision. There's no reversing it when dealing with Social Security. So it, it's, it's, it's un- unfortunate and the people that you're getting help from don't know it themselves and they're not going to help you. So I want people to fully understand it. So when you're sitting down with someone like myself, you better know and at least ask the right questions because you do not want to go into the situation blindly because it could hurt you. And in this case with Jim, it's going to hurt him for the rest of his life and he can see the cost related to that. You know, it, it, I'm going to tell everyone it was a pleasure filling in with John DeMazzi. Uh, with Talk With a Purpose, just to reiterate, we have three books available in my show, Heart of Your Money, Bulletproof Your Re- Financial Plan, and Wealth Beyond Taxes. You can contact us at JML Financial Group, and also you can give us a call at our direct number at 856-751-1771. Let me give that number to you again, 856 856- seven five one one seven seven one that's our direct number uh in our office in uh here and and uh down in cherry hill and we look forward to having these meetings with all of you and having another time to be on with talk with a purpose with john demazzi it's been a pleasure our show again is um eight to nine on saturday every morning and i'm looking forward to having all of you listen in 
We're going to be saying this. It's a pleasure talking to you, being part of 